Hello and welcome to Legion Outpost, a spin-off of the Signal of Doom Empire. I'm Dave and I'm here with Adam the Computer. Adam, how are you? I am doing great, Dave. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I've been deep in it this week, deep in the reading for Legion. I've been back in the Bronze Age, reading a lot of Superboy in Legion. Um, but then I've been flashing forward to Jeff Johns' Legion, Legion of Three Worlds. Um, I've been hopping all over the joint. Yeah, I've been impressed. I, I don't think we're going to have anything left to talk about on the show because you're going to have it all read. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is obviously the second installment of Legion Outpost. And just for you know, listeners who may not have heard the previous one, uh, Adam is a Legion aficionado. Would you agree, Adam? I'd say so. I think you know, so. I'm not an expert, but... Oh, see, I, I think you might be an expert, Adam. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not the expert, I guess, so, but I'm an expert then. Yes, and I'm very much more... I, look, I love the Legion. Uh, I, love, I love Superboy and the Legion, but I'm very much more... Uh, it's a smattering of knowledge. Like I I've, I've, have collected Legion over the years, and I've certainly been exposed to them and know their basic beats and stuff, but this uh, Legion Outpost is an opportunity um, to really explore like a lot of Legion stories throughout their history. Um, it's an opportunity for me to pick up some omnibuses, Adam. I, the third one just arrived, so I've got the first three Silver Age omnibuses. Um, yeah, you've been killing it with the uh, Amazon purchases. You also ordered the Superboy ones? Yes, and the yes, I, and one of them has turned up already. They're, they're, they're nice and thick, those Superboy ones. They're, very, they're, good. they're a good, thick uh, hardcover. Um, it's hmm. not omnibus uh, width, but it's actually a very decent, like very readable collection. Um, nice. And so, funnily enough, volume two turned up first, but volume one's on its way. Um, and I also found out that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I was checking on Amazon, also using Wikipedia a lot for Legion stuff, um, j- just so I know where the publications, you know, start and stop and everything, because obviously mm-hmm. they started in Adventure Comics and, you know, then they're back up in action, then they're back up in Superboy, then it's Superboy and the Legion. Like, it's, it, you've got to kind of, like, keep track. Um, yeah. I found that the third Legion of Superheroes Silver Omnibus covers all their adventure comics and the backups in action as well. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, I would say that um, the Bronze Age kind of begins when they start showing up in Superboy more. Yes. So I think that would be the last Silver Age. Yeah, I think I think this third one will be the last Silver Age, and then also confusingly, because I was reading the old Superboy, because I, I I backtracked to where they start. It's like Superboy starring the Legion of Superheroes. Not all the Legion stories that start in Superboy are new ones. There are some re- some of them are reprints from the Silver Age. Oh right, you were reading the first Timberwolf uh, yes. story, and I thought you lost it because I was like, no. That's an earlier story, and then we figured out it was a reprint. Yes, and and there's quite a few of them. And then funnily enough, in the letter pages of the Superboy, I tell you what, people didn't hold back in the letter pages back in the day. Like, most <laughs> of the letter pages are Legion fans calling out the editors for, for disregarding Legion. Like, seriously, like, there's there was obviously a big groundswell at the time for Legion to get their own book, and these fans are just... They're, they're 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 irate and they're super critical and picky. They're pretty funny. Like they'll they'll critique an issue of Superboy like it's like War and Peace, and they'll do like pluses and minuses. Like it's pretty funny. Like you think like the internet fan of today, you know, has a bad reputation, like deservedly so, for like their antics. But back in the day, in the letter columns, like people didn't hold back. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the Legion fans are pretty passionate. I think you can see if you're in any of the Legion fan groups on like Facebook mm. that uh, those fans have just grown up and they're still yeah. kind of miserable. <laughs> sometimes. Well, and I, and I like kidding. the passionate fan. And by the way, um, I, I, can I leave it in your hands to promote a bit of Legion Outpost to these Legion fan groups? Because I would love to get some Legionnaires, as I assume they call themselves, um, writing in and communicating with the show. I'm happy to read out their thoughts and stuff on, on the different books we do and everything. I think that would be really cool, Adam. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I've shared some, and yeah. hopefully we pick up uh, yeah. some new listeners for this episode. Definitely. Um, and do they call themselves Legionnaires? Because it would seem like a waste if they didn't. <laughs> you know, maybe. I guess I don't hear it that You don't hear commonly, it that often? But, wow. Yeah, I guess. Back in the 70s, um, I, I know that Legion fans were sort of like one of the most thriving groups, you know, in terms of fandom. They were up there with Star Trek fans. Yeah, they are, uh, you know, they still have like the APAs going, some of them. Uh, so, what's yeah, that? What's an APA? Pretty passionate group. Uh, APA is, uh, uh, I forget what it means, but it's uh, basically whenever people like make their own newsletters and then they all mail their newsletters to a central location and then somebody collates and collects them and sends them back out to all the subscribers. Um, oh, right. Oh, like a fanzine kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's basically a collection of fanzines. Wow. Sounds like a lot of yeah. work. I, I don't know if I could be bothered. Um, it seems like you could do it all digitally. But, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, they're old school. They're, they're old school. It, it's funny they're old school though because they're worshipping like a future kind of thing, you know? That is true. That yeah. is funny. Like, they're like, but that said, I mean, the Legion oftentimes is maybe one of the more nostalgic books. Uh, you know, like the story we read today. Yes. Uh, even though it takes place in the future, it, it, a lot of Legion stories are kind of come down to nostalgia. For, I love them. You know, the Silver Age. There's a. I, I mean, look, and I've been, as you know, I've been reading a lot of the Bronze Age uh, in preparation for this show. Really, I love it, man. I, I, I honestly. I've always, I'm on record, I love Superboy, always have loved Superboy, Superboy and Crypto, and I just loved the concept of Legion from when I first heard about them, kind of thing, when I, when I kind of seriously got back into comics, um, and, I, and I was collecting them. I, I reckon they're one of the most charming groups of, that are out there. I, I think there's a real charm to them. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's just something about, something exciting about having all the different characters that they never really come and go like when you pick up the justice league mm. uh blue beetle's not in the justice league anymore but no. you can pick up the legion and you pretty much know that all the characters will be there they've got their unique powers and personalities and relationships it's just i think that's know, really cool and it, actually fr from the outside when i first got into legion um it was back in the tail end of abner and lanning okay so and they were the ones I picked up, and then I stayed with it um, for you know until they sort of the Mark Wade stuff. And what I noticed was, at first, it seemed really impenetrable from the outside. I was like, "There's <laughs> so many characters, how will I possibly know?" But then once you started reading it and different iterations of it, like we've done Great Darkness Saga, we've done this. I've read the stuff from Abdelang. A lot of the characters, like you say, remain and they're fixtures. And once you know who they are, they're sort of stable, and you and the dynamic works. Like 
it's kind of like they've got this blueprint for Legion, which if you follow it through properly, it still works in all the different iterations. Yeah, I mean, there's probably 30 to 40 that you would really need to know, and then there's little ones that come and go here and there. Mm. But yeah, I mean, they're mostly pretty consistent. Um, and something that was fun that my dad and I used to do, you know, we'd go on long car rides, and uh-huh. we would always just quiz each other about, you know, yeah. where does this Legionnaire come from, or who are they, you know, what's their real name? So I that was a say, fun way for me what's, to learn. What's kinda... Dawnstar's real name, that kind of thing, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. What is their real name, Adam, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just Dawnstar. Oh, okay, all right, well, let's trick yeah. that shit. So... What, what about Saturn Girl? <laughs> I know Saturn Girl's first that name. That one's easy. It's Do you know it? Irma, her first name. I-R-M-A, isn't it? No. Oh. It is Emra. I-M-R-A. Emra oh, Ardine. I was close. All right, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah it, it actually gets uh, misprinted a lot as Irma. So I think okay. even in Legion Lost, a couple times it said Irma. So that might be where you picked What's it up from. What's Cosmic Boy's name? I, I know it as well. It's like a weird name, like Drox or something. Rock. R-O-K-K. Oh, okay, okay, right, okay, right. And Lightning Lads is Garth, yeah? Yep. Thank you. Yeah, so there probably the most normal yeah. name of the... <laughs> but hey, I'm just starting out on Legion Outpost, so, you know, I've got to, you know... And Superboys is Clark Kent, or Kal-El. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you know Supergirls too, maybe, I don't know. Uh, Kara, yeah? Yeah, well, that's her Kryptonian name, yeah. Okay. I okay. forget her Earth name. Was it Linda? Carol? Was it Linda or Carol or something? Linda, yeah. Well, she's had different ones, I think. I've got a know. feeling at one point she was called Linda, but I have no idea what, what time that was. The Maid of yeah, Might. Yeah, Linda Danvers, I think. Yeah, the Maid of Might, I always call her. I saw, I saw her mentioned like that once. <laughs> I like that Superman actually had her helping, but like in secret for a while, and then he announces it on like a sort of like uh, like a worldwide tele, uh, television exclusive. I don't know if you're aware of that, like, but that's what he did. I knew that she was a secret, and I know there was like a, a coming out issue, yeah. but I never really knew the story behind it or why he had to keep her a secret. I, I don't he know even why made her live in an a... orphanage. Really? Jesus, that's deep cover. Like, <laughs> thanks, Superman. <laughs> I can't, like, she's like an adult, but she's got to live in an orphanage. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I couldn't stay on the farm. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I guess it's ironic too, is that she got sent to Earth yes. to take care of Superboy, but right. then when she shows up and she's young, he puts her in an orphanage. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff that was happening in the Silver Age, though. You know, I, like it's <laughs> it wasn't there. There was a lot of crazy shit going on. Um, Super dickery. Yeah. Now, okay. So to, to cover what we're going to cover on this show, uh, two things. Uh, Legion of Three Worlds, the uh, the sort of I guess it's a spin-off out of Final Crisis, but you didn't really need to read Final Crisis to understand this, I don't think. Um, yeah, they just like to put the Final Crisis thing on the cover. I it's, think to it's all that. over the fucking cover, which is why I didn't read it for a long time because I hadn't read Final Crisis. Yeah. Um, I bought it. Well, really, but, yeah. it is kind of a sequel. Sorry to interrupt you, mm. but it is pretty good of a sequel to Infinite Crisis. There's a lot of threads yes. that come from infinite crisis that lead into this yes but yeah it doesn't really tie in with final crisis really at all and it's also uh kind of the last part of a legion trilogy that jeff johns did which started with the lightning saga which was a jla jsa legion of superheroes kind of mashup um Mm -hmm. where the legion basically came 
to the present, like the early 21st century. Um, and with, for intensive purposes in the story, they were trying to find the lightning rod. Would you agree that was kind of the purpose of the Legion being there? Um, um from, from yes, in, in essence, in, in in essence, but also, yeah, that was the, the end game, yeah, yeah, the end game, and also it, it reformulated the fact that Superman was part of the Legion when he was Superboy, you know, because he remembers them, kind of thing, which I think wasn't um super uh clear before whether Superboy had been part of the Legion in that iteration of the DC universe, anyway, the Legionnaires pop up. In, in that storyline, um, they get the lightning rod, they go home, some of them stay behind, etc. Karate Kid stays behind, and maybe someone else stayed behind as well. Mm-hmm. Then it goes into a storyline that I only just read before this, Superman and the Legion of Superheroes during Jeff Johns' um, very good Superman run. Now, I think this is a, there's a real link to this story because Superman comes to the future, where the Legionnaires are, and Basically, it's like a full-on dictatorship. The Legion's under like heaps of pressure, um, et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, it's also uh, xenophobic, right? Yes. Earth is xenophobic. Yeah. And they're pulling out of the United Planets um, because of Earthman. Yes. Who Earthman and actually the Justice League of Earth. Yes. Which I don't know how he felt about that, but uh, he, you know, all of his Justice League of Earth, they were all rejects that yes. uh, got kicked, that got rejected from. Uh, the Legion. So. Yes, because cool. the Legion has kind of tryouts, and um, if you don't make the cut, you don't make the cut, and sometimes you become the Legion of Substitute Heroes or something, but most of them just don't make the cut, and these guys were super bitter, like Storm Boy. Poor Storm Boy. Gee, wow, he he really went the extra mile to try to get some powers going. Um, yeah, I liked that spotlight yeah. issue on them where, you know, you see the ones, just a rich, spoiled brat that... Yeah. Uh, has no regard for human life. And yeah. It was cool to see. And so there was a lot of story threads between Superman and the Legion of Superheroes. Like, for example, Sunboy getting captured and they were kind of draining his powers and using his powers. Um, well, yeah, to uh, make the sun red so that Superman wouldn't be able to come or something to that effect. Yeah, there was something to do with it. And I, I think it also powered the way that Earthman, or whatever his name was, was getting the powers of the other Legionnaires. Uh, Possibly, in, yeah. I think he was to clarify. I didn't reread this because okay. it wasn't uh, our reading for the show. But no, no, I'm just kind of trying to set the scene for listeners. So anyway, no, yeah, I was just letting the listeners know. You know, oh. don't be mad at me for not remembering all the details. Yeah, you, you, you're not remembering perfectly something that happened in like 2007 or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one thing I am very proud of is back in the day, I picked up the hardcover of Lightning Saga. And I picked up the hardcover of uh, Legion of Three Worlds, and I don't remember either purchase. And but I knew I had them on my shelf, but I just didn't remember ever buying them. And so when it came time to do all this reading, I just went walked to my shelf and picked up two very nice hardcovers. It was almost like and, just getting some. Yeah, I was, I was loving yeah. it. I was like, past Dave is such a cool guy making these purchases for me, <laughs> like paying it forward. Um, yeah, and it seems like you enjoyed them. So love glad. them. So anyway, so that set the scene. Um, for Final, for Legion of Three Worlds. But before we do Legion of Three Worlds, uh, Adam, we were also doing um, a classic issue, which was the death of Lightning Lad, which, correct me if I'm wrong, was Adventure Comics 304? Yes, yeah. Yeah, okay. So do we want to kick off 
with sort of like you want to give us a bit of an analysis of this and we'll we'll come in. I I reread it again last night. Um, who was the writer on it? Was was Tudor still doing it? Do we go at this time, or, or was he not yet on the book? Uh, Shooter didn't come around until, like, the 340s. Okay. Uh, this would have been, I thought, Jerry Siegel. Uh, let's see. Let me just look it up real quick. Adventure Comics, what was it, 304? Three, it's Adventure Comics 304. I'm just, I'm just bringing it up myself. Sometimes they're not credited in the early days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe, maybe they're uh, not this was. Before. Jerry Siegel and John Fort on pencils. So Jerry Siegel, the creator of Superman. Yep, yep. Did, did yep. he create the Legion? Who created the Legion? That was... Oh, you're going to embarrass me here. Um, was it like Mott Weisinger yeah. or someone? Because I thought Mott Weisinger yeah. was like involved. Some level. Who was a super? It, Al Plastino and somebody else. Al Plastino, I think, was probably on the art. I should know this. This is really sad. Otto, Otto Bender. Okay, who's a big name in comics? Um, I know that name... You know, I think Shazam. I, yeah, think I was going to say, I think he was the creator of Shazam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, big deal. Okay. Um, all right. So by this point, Jerry Siegel uh, was writing. We'd probably be talking very early sixties. Would you say? Yeah, I think sixty-two. Okay. Sixty-three. And um, um, unfortunately, we don't have a Legion cover this time. You know, no. that's always a downer. Is it the, which which soup? It's the Superboy cover. Is it the Superboy cover with the other Superman? Is that what it is? Yeah, where yeah. Superman is bullying him. It's a pretty, pretty cool storyline where I love Superboy. Basically, this Superman um, turns up and he's saying he's Superman from the future and he's, for some reason, I forget why, he's he's stuck in Smallville and Mar and Pa Kent like, you're both our sons, we'll take you in. And then <laughs> and then Superman says, oh no, like, um, only one of us can stay because otherwise, like, time gets too distorted and the world's going to blow up. And they basically have to draw straws to see who's going to leave, and and like and Superboy loses, and, of course. But but like he, Superman cheats and won't even show the fucking straws properly or something, and then he leaves. And Superboy's like noble about it, leaves. But then he's in space, and Crypto comes with him with a message, and of course, like it's all a big hoax, and the Superman is revealed to be, you know. I forget what, but like a fake Superman. It's not real Superman. Um, <laughs> the same kind of stuff that happened every month. Yeah, but it was so cool how Crypto is like fly. I love that Crypto can fly through space and everything, and like he's he's carrying a bone, and then and then like it's like Park Kent realized something was wrong and put a message in a bone and gave it to Crypto, and Crypto was like smart enough to go to Superboy. <laughs> It's quite complicated. <laughs> I was also like, wow, crypto can go really fast. Like if you can catch Superboy, you know, flying through space. Um, yeah, and is Superboy flying in a capsule, it looks like? I'm not even sure. Um, That's kind of weird. I figured Superboy could fly, you know, since crypto can. And I actually, I know that he can. Well, Superman oh. definitely can. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I... I uh... I don't know, but I like, thought at first it was a time bubble, like maybe he was gonna go stay with the Legion, which would be uh, some place it would make sense for him to go. I love this comment from Superboy to, to Crypto. He's as swell as Pat. He's as swell as pet any kid ever had. Please be good to him after I'm gone. He loves bones. <laughs> 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 and then Superman's like, "Good boys are painful. Let's get this over with quickly." It's like Jesus, Superman. <laughs> like you're in a real rush. You are right. Yeah, Superboy seems to be. I don't know. Like, it's interesting. Um, 
Yeah, but of course, you know, he can fly through time of his own power too, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah, right, either. yeah, he's in a ball. Yeah, he's in like a ball of sphere. Mm. Yeah, I don't know why Superboy's... Yeah, that's an odd decision by Superboy. Maybe because he wanted some living arrangements because he was going to float through space. He wanted Forever, to have, yeah, he wanted that's have, pretty wanted, sad. Wanted to have like a little desk or something. Uh, I don't know. I also love at the end, uh, Superboy literally winks to the reader, which I which I like, you know. Would you, sometimes oh, yeah. when you're reading Bronze Age comics, and I don't mean to get too sidetracked, but some of the stuff I really like, like I, like, I actually think it's quite clever when he winks to the reader at the end, like with a real, like, wink, wink. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some of that in Superman sometimes because I think Superman's kind of cheesy enough to get away with that. Yeah, I like that. Um, it, you know, it reminds me of uh, whatever happened to the, the Man of Tomorrow. Yeah. It's kind of the last Silver Age story and it ends with one of the winks. Good. Well, thank you, Alan Moore. Now, let's turn to this storyline. So, the Legion Clubhouse, uh, the superhero clubhouse is an interesting thing. Um, I wouldn't describe it as particularly big. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I guess when you see it here, and it's supposed to be even closer to, you know, our camera than the Legionnaires, and yet, (laughs) you know, it looks like maybe three of them would fit in there. Yeah, like it's like, like unless there's like stadium seating, you know, you know, like, <laughs> like around the walls. Um, I also love that, like, big fan of the name tag situation. I've often felt at work, like, the Jerry Seinfeld, everyone should wear a name tag, it'd be a good idea. Because sometimes it's hard to remember what that guy's name down in accounting is, you know? For sure. Yeah, you know, when, sure. when you bump into them at the coffee stand, and you're like, oh, hey, how you going, mate? Yeah, 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 good, mate, yeah. <laughs> you wait for somebody else what, to come up to say what's name. He, yeah, what's his name? No idea. <laughs> Nice guy. No idea what his name is. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so everyone has their name tags, which I like, which is a convention of kind of the Legion. Even in their first appearance, I believe they had the name tags on the cover. Well, um, even in the first appearance, they actually had their names printed on their costumes. Good. Um, yeah. and a little bizarre. <laughs> so, in essence, and correct me if I'm wrong, the storyline, I read it again last night, Saturn Girl, they're going for, is it every month they have to pick a new leader? It seems to be every month. I thought it was a year, but I mean, generally they don't elect a new leader every month. I'm not sure what this story said. I don't remember it the saying. The only reason I said oh, yeah, that it says is... annual meeting to elect a new leader. Okay. The only reason I said that was because I did see someone said we've got to elect our new monthly leader in one of the issues that I did read, but that I could have misread <laughs> that. But anyway, so they have to elect a new leader, and Saturn Girl is extremely motivated to become leader. Uh Suspiciously, so. there's at the beginning there's some kind of capsule that they find that she finds, yes, and then she destroys it. And yes. We don't know what it is. She zaps it with a little zapper, a little, zap, little, little zap, and then we. It's kind of funny because um, everyone's like getting ready for the election, and uh, Saturn Girl is like super, you know, like um, uh, motivated, and then she, it's a unanimous vote for uh, Saturn Girl, which is against Legion tradition because it means she voted for herself, which is not the Legion thing to do, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, to, I, I thought that was interesting, too. Like, we used to have that rule at school, voting for school captain, like you weren't allowed to vote for yourself. Like, that was the convention, and I used to think, yeah, like some of these guys who want it real bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay if you're just an outlier, like comic book outcast like I was. Like, I wasn't going to get elected. 
Um, but you saw some guys who were like actively politicking. I'm like, I'm pretty confident he voted for himself. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like he's pressing the flesh enough. You know, I always wanted that random guy to win, the, the guy no one expected, kind of like a dark horse who wasn't. Never like, happened. No, it never happens. But like, but like, sort of a protest vote. You know what I mean? Like, would be be kind of funny. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so she gets voted, and then uh, take us through Adam. What's the next step? Sure. Uh, well, first off, I enjoyed um, triplicate girl. She says I could vote, yeah. or I could triplicate myself <laughs> and vote three times. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. And invisible. I could make myself invisible, vote repeatedly, and no one would ever know. And then Cosmic Boy comes in to like yeah, cut the comedy. Cut the comedy, you clowns, and vote. <laughs> like, Thanks, Cosmic oh. Boy. Cosmic Boy is such a mood kill. You know, like he's just Mister Law and Order, isn't he? When it co- he's like Mister Regulations more than anything, like. He can be, yeah, for sure. He's actually one of my favorites, but at times he, when he's, you know, being a little sourpuss. Yeah, well, uh, I tell you what, I much. hope one of your favorites wasn't when he was wearing that what I would describe as a mankini. Uh, uh, <laughs> that was that was not a great day in Cosmic Boy's history when he was sporting that in the seventies. Um, you know, a lot of fans love it. Um, Do they? No, I'm not really? a fan of that one. Wow. To well, me, there's, it's a, just a, there's a large uh, fan base for you know. Okay. Uh, Sexy males. Fair enough. But I wouldn't even describe it as sexy. I would describe it as embarrassing. Like, mind you, <laughs> I love Saturn Girl's bikini outfit. That she's, True. you know, that is... A, I mean, look, everyone can enjoy what they like. But I, it's more... Causing Boy to me and what I've read, he's very sort of... Uh, I'd almost call him dour. You know, he's just... He's, he's kind of like... He reminds me of, like, uh, Barry Allen or someone like that, you know? That's fair. Yeah. Um... Maybe he was just trying to spice things up a little bit, but uh, cut the comedy, you clowns, and vote. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of reminds me of uh, Colossus and X Men. You know, yes. he always looked cool when he had, uh, yes. you know, he had iron all over him or whatever yes. his his skin was made of. Right, but then sure. when he didn't, you saw that he was just wearing like little shorty shorts. Yeah, yeah, yes, true. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, Saturn Girl's making all sorts of weird decisions now that she's leader. She takes the uh, some kind of rare spectrum rainbow bar and drops it in a machine to make a bunch of, um, what do we call these medallions? Yes. And you know, the Legion thinks she's lost it and that she's full of herself. Um, but we find out that, you know, she's trying to make the Legionnaires do different feats with their powers. Yes. Testing them. Yeah, and then she'll tell them how stupid they are. Uh, you're kicked out of the Legion for 30 days. She she sort of gives them a suspension. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny, actually. But, but she's... What's that? Oh, it's funny. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of comedy because, like, she's being super harsh on them. Yeah, the, um, you'll see that kind of recur a lot in these stories where there'll be different characters. Sometimes it'll be a legionnaire that does it. Sometimes they'll elect a new lead or a new member who turns out to be like evil. Yeah. And you know, we'll get the same kind of story, but it's like fun. It. It's good fun. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. poor old triplicate girl. So, one of my favorites. Oh yeah. You do like triplicate girl. I do like her a lot. Um, She's cool. And you were saying, you were asking me if she was the same as duo damsel. I just wondered that like, you know, but she's not, she's yes. completely separate. No, she is. Oh, she She's is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. She know. loses one of her three bodies. Oh, really? Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. no. Oh. We'll have to do that story. Yeah, we'll do that story. That sounds sad. Very sad. 
Um, okay, so we see that as she kicks him out, she's taking their powers, and it's making her super powerful. Yes. And she's the only Legionnaire left. Um, I do want to mention this one. She's like, not small enough, shrinking Violet. I forbid you to use your shrinking powers for 90 days. <laughs> not big enough, Colossal Boy. I ground you for 120 days. <laughs> and, oh, and then Lightning Lance, he says, I wanted you to split a mountain, not a mere boulder. Yeah. As punishment, you're not allowed to use your power for a month. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a big ask, a mountain. Yeah, I know. But she's not very specific. I think she's deli- She's kind of doing trick questions, you know what I mean? Like, she's deliberately yeah. failing them. It's it's obvious that there's something going on here, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, you know, even though we know at the end of the story that she's um, just, you know... Yeah. doing something to save them or whatever. Yes. I feel like this story has kind of stuck with Saturn Girl, where she's kind of become known as kind of the like the Ice Queen or whatever of the Legion. Okay, I didn't realize that. I, I, I like Saturn Girl. She's one of my favorites. But um, Yeah, yeah that's my opinion. I mean, we'll yeah. see as we go through. Sure. I do like her. I'm just saying yeah. I don't know that she's even really portrayed that much like this, but every now and then somebody will throw a comment like, yeah. oh, Saturn Queen's such a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is true. Those kind of things do stick. Like, especially if they're in the early DNA of the character, like in a famous storyline, like I imagine this is because of the death of Lightning Lad. Like, you you know, different creators catch on to that and sort of embed it into the characterization. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. It's okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. One thing I want to point out is the art. I really like the artwork, and I think Saturn Girl looks really, really... Like, I, I like the close-ups of her face and stuff. I think it's really kind of cool art, um, you know, for the time kind of thing. I, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think they've always had, you know, pretty uh, exceptional art um, throughout their history. Yeah, yeah and she's very much um, kind of like, when you look at her, she looks like a 1950s housewife kind of thing. Like that idyllic American, you know, image from back in those days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, all the girls kind of do. You kind of see their powers are all, you know, not as, um, I don't know, not as destructive as the guy's powers. So, you know, you have Saturn Girl can read minds, Triplicate Girl can split into three, Phantom Girl can phase through things, Shrinking Violet shrinks. You know, none of those are, you know, it's not like they have super strength or lightning powers. It's a good point, actually. I didn't think of that. But you are right. They're sort of more subtle, like Dream Girl being able to see the future or something as well, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good. That's, and then light, you have lightning lass, and then she even gets her lightning powers taken away and becomes light lass, where she can just make things light. So right. they had Supergirl. So I mean, I guess yes. that was a good get. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so then we get to sort of the nuts and bolts of the Saturn Girls' plan. Um, there's a bit more going on than we realized. Yeah. So she flies out to take on a mission because she kicked out all the other legionnaires. Yep. Um, uh, to fight Zarian the Conqueror, which is a name you'll probably hear a lot. It's one they like to throw back to a lot, uh, the name, the villain, Zarian. Um, but they're going to destroy Earth, and then Lightning Lad says, oh, I'm going after Saturn Girl. Uh, don't. She'll be furious if you defy her orders. <laughs> I don't care. I've discovered something important. So we know that Lightning Lad's kind of caught on to the... What's going on here? I love it. A founding member of the Legion as well. So, I mean, he's he carries with him his own weight, doesn't he? Kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I always kind of rate him as the least of the three founders, personally. But, you know. I like him. I like him. I he's like a, him, too. 
He's I mean, there's only three, so somebody's got to be the least. Someone's for me, the least is Cosmic Boy, but I appreciate that he yeah. is a solid presence. You know what I mean? Like I like them all, um, but yeah, there's there's something very Sue Storm like about Sudden Girl, actually, a little bit. I think maybe it's the yeah, look. I can see that. Yeah, um, they, I mean, even the resemblance. Um, yeah, there's a resemblance there. You know. Regarding Cosmic Boy, though, I think as we get on. Uh, especially if you get into like the the five years later stuff, that's when you'll start kind of coming around on Cosmic Boy. But that'll be a while. We'll get that one day, Adam. You know that. Uh, yeah, I get the feeling Lightning Lad was really popular at this time because he had a lot of spotlight in these different stories. Like yes. he had one where he lost his arm. He had one where he was a villain. He has one where he dies. He has one where he comes back to life. So yeah. I have a feeling he was pretty popular. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, um, um, so, so we find Lightning out Lad that catches up with Saturn Girl, doesn't he? He does, and he gets uh, hurt really bad. Yes, because he, he, he's like, he, he learnt that Saturn Girl was just trying to protect them all, and um, especially trying to protect him, and he's saying to her, uh, she's like, no, no, you must go back, please do as I say. I refuse, you're a noble girl and a great legionnaire, but I won't let you sacrifice your life for me and the others. She's like, choke, his anti-gravity power unit is stronger than mine, I can't overtake him. And then basically he gets killed pretty unceremoniously, pretty suddenly. Yeah, he just gets back to Earth and he kind of explains how he knew that Monel in the Phantom Zone witnessed uh, Saturn Girl reading this note. Yes. And then he dies. Now I've got a couple of questions. Um, firstly, yeah. shout out to Monel, cool character. I've been reading a bit of um, Superman and also Legion, and I love the concept that he was a Daxamite. Um, he got lead poisoning. Um, is it back in Superboy's time, I think? And then lead, because lead, lead is, uh, what do you call it, like poisonous to Daxamites, just like Kryptonite's deadly to Kryptonians. Um, exactly. So to save his life, I believe it's Superboy, puts him into the Phantom Zone. Um, mm-hmm. with, and with the, with the goal to cure him. Um, but I think in these Legion stories, at least in the early ones, they give him kind of like a serum or something that sort of stops him from dying so he can come out briefly. Yeah, so Superman never gets around to saving him in a thousand years. Jesus, Superman. Um, come on, Superman. <laughs> with your super brain. You, you fixed Candor eventually. You couldn't get around to Monel? No, no, couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> but at Sorry this point, Mon-El. he, uh, he Monel became like a, I don't know if he was a full-fledged member or an honorary member back right. in, uh, it was actually Adventure Comics 300, mm-hmm. where he helped the team. But by this point, I don't think he's really been out of the Phantom Zone. Right. But he does come for the funeral. Oh, does, oh yeah, he's out for the funeral, you're yeah, right. for the funeral he comes yeah. and he says that he's, 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 he's been, he's, yeah, he makes some comment about how he's, uh. Got a serum, I think. I think. Anyway, maybe. Am I right? Am yeah, I you're right. Yeah, I Temporary was... protection. So I think this is the first time he might have come out. Um, and then we see in upcoming stories, I think it might be the next issue where he might actually join. Right. As in not be in the Phantom Zone all the time. And he's got Superman's powers, basically. Yeah? Pretty much exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Except, unlike Su- Su- Superman can't sink through lead, lead is poisonous to. Uh, Monel, but Kryptonite, I assume, isn't. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was the f- his first appearance. He tries to trick him because he thinks that he must be another Kryptonian at first. Right. Um, and then tricks him by 
giving him a lead box with kryptonite in it. And when yeah. the kryptonite, oh, oh no, he fakes it. He paints some rocks to look like kryptonite <laughs> to see if he fakes a weakness to kryptonite. Right. And then he's sick because of the lead and so it triggers tricky. his memories. Yada, what a yada. tricky little Superboy moment. Like, tr- Superboy got kind of tricksy there, didn't he? And then it kind of backfired on yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he lost his friend for a thousand years. Yeah, he's yeah. like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I just wanted to prank him. <laughs> um, yeah, possible boy. Um, yeah, but anyway, oh. so we we then have a pretty cool um, funeral scene for Lightning Lad with these kind of cool electric bolts going above him. I think that's pretty cool—a perpetual motion device. Yeah, pretty good tribute for the Lightning Legionnaire. I noticed Supergirl turned up, and also the Mermaid, who I really know from Reputation, who I believe was one of Superboy's like on-off girlfriends or something. She she turns up for the funeral as well. Yeah, Lori Lamaris. I don't know why her. I know there was a story earlier that was about all the people in Superman's lives that have or Superman's life that has double L as an initial. So yes. you have Lana Lang, Lori Lamaris, Lex Luthor, Lightning Lad. And Lois Lane, who, you know, as an adult. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why she was there I like the way Supergirl's just carrying her, like... (laughs) Yeah, she looks like she's in a big, like, uh, fishbowl. And, oh, yeah, she is in a bowl. I didn't see the bowl. Yeah, because then in the funeral scene, I was looking for her. But you don't see the bowl. She's not pictured there um, in the the sort of... Who's there? Somebody's there. Who's the woman in green? Next to some that is shrinking violet, shrinking violet. Then uh, cosmic boy, uh, satin girl, uh, Matterator lad, and chameleon boy. Yeah, uh, I think that's bouncing boy oh, back there behind sun boy. Right. Yeah, okay, bouncing boy. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like bouncing boy, and I like Matterator lad. There's a fa- there's a funny scene early on when the guy goes, "I'm Matterator lad, a new member of the Legion." <laughs> Like, yeah, I wanted to mention that he's sitting there with all the other legionnaires and has to explain that to the reader, but yeah. also to all the other legionnaires. But like, I'm like, wouldn't they know that because they they inducted you in there? And he's like, I'm Matterator Lad, a new member of the Legion. Yeah, we're aware. Yeah, of maybe that. he had a stroke or something. <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're aware of that from last week where we tested you. <laughs> um, but I love it. And then the the flags are at half mast. It's actually a pretty sad scene. When I read it, I was, again, I was like, last night, I read it kind of carefully. I was like, this is for the time. Like, if you were, like, in that 10 to 13 age range back in, like, 1962, I can imagine this, you know, kind of touching in the feels a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think it was actually probably one of the earlier comic book deaths, you know. I can't think of many that would be before that. I tried to save you, Lightning Lad. If only I could have died in your place as I intended, but it wasn't. Sob meant to be. Choke. And super, super yeah, and then he gets a memorial. Around. It says, "In memory of Lightning Lad, the first Legionnaire to perish in action." Yep. Wow. Uh, I think actually this might also be before uh, Saturn Girl and Lightning Lad develop a relationship. Yes. So I wonder if this is kind of what linked the characters for their relationship to develop in the future. Yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense that, you know, out of the founders that they're going to, you know, have a relationship at some point. Um, these were innocent days, weren't they, back in the early 60s? Like, uh, it's still, well, very much the Silver Age. Um, a good little comic, man. Like, I, you know, how much would something like, I, I asked you how much, like, the first appearance would be, would the death of Lightning Lad, like, first edition, be worth anything? 
Um, like a few thousand. I don't think super a lot. Yeah. I I bought it recently. Okay. Uh, but you know, I don't go for like the high grade stuff. I just go yeah. for like the reader copies. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you had a high grade one, maybe a hundred, two hundred bucks. Okay, so not not too much. So I mean, well within the Nick Cage range. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> what he's got in his stash. Can you almost imagine in that Nick Cage mansion what kind of comics that guy's you know got? Lots, I bet. Yeah. Uh, unless he had to sell him off, you know. Well, he goes up and down. You know what I mean? Like there's a yeah. he has. He's he a had, bit. He's on an upswing now. I think. Yeah, he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, the the cash has been flowing in pretty consistently over the last decade. You know, he's kind of rebuilt <laughs> from his period where he was you know chateaus all over France and Germany or whatever he had. You know, that yeah. crazy spending splurge. Um, yeah, just to. I mean, honestly, for me, a really nice issue. Nicely complemented by a nice, charming Superboy story. I'm giving it 9 out of 10. I, I, I loved it, actually. I think it's a really charming issue. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I'll probably give it a, I'll give it an 8. Um, it's a good one. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I kind of like about the Legion is a lot of Silver Age stuff is kind of tough for me. Yeah. But I think a lot of times that is, if you're reading a Silver Age Flash comic, you have... 20 pages of Barry Allen, whereas yeah, here you have, you know, 20 different characters that yeah. you're reading about. Yeah, yeah I, it I, makes I it think a little more fun. I made a comment to you, and this could be a hot take, and you know I'm an X-Men guy, and I and I read a lot of Wolverine. I said to you, what did I say? The Legion are better than than X-Men, and I also said something else that better than... The Titans, I think. Oh, they're fucking way better than the Titans. Like, <laughs> the, 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 look, I already thought they were better than the Titans, but... With my Legion reading at the moment, I, I suddenly had this thing where I was like, I think I like the Legion more than I like X-Men, excluding Wolverine. Wow. I love So Wolver- you're going to sell all your Wolverine comics? No, and pick up excluding Wolverine. I've always been more of a X-Men through the Wolverine gateway. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Wolverine by himself, totally fine. Always will love him. But I think, honestly, this sci-fi futuristic mixed with a retro vision of the future, I, I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty unique uh, among comic books, I'd say. I mean, of course, it's pretty similar to, like, you know, Star Trek, but there's not a lot of that, I would say, yeah. in classic DC or whatever. Yeah, it's and, and it's got the advantage of, like, yeah, of course there's other sci-fi stuff out there, but it's, it's a mix of that pulp feel from the 50s sci-fi with a sort of different vision of the future that's very early 60s, like JFK... Let's get a man on the moon. You know that kind of kind of optimistic. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Vision of the future, um, which yeah, I mean, I just think it's interesting, and I and I also think that it's ripe uh, for reinvention now. Do you know what I mean, or reinterpretation, or whatever you want to call it? Like, I'm surprised that DC didn't have a Legion book out for a number of years because in the times we're in now, when we're talking about like. Um, you know, let's get a man on Mars, let's do this, let's do... Like, there's still a big futuristic bent to our society kind of thing. Like, I, I, I just think that the the elements are there for a really compelling storyline. Now, we haven't done the Bender stuff yet, but we are going to next show do the first Bender's trade, and we will... I didn't mean to mention this. On the show, we will do the monthly issues as they come out. They're not going to be the main focus of Legion Outpost, but... We certainly will do them. So we have something you know new to talk about, Adam, and then we'll dive back into the past. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I hope you enjoy the Bendis stuff. Uh, mm. I know it's not mm. for everyone, and I know you already kind of have some issues with Bendis. 
which I can understand in part. Uh, yeah, I yeah. used to love him. Used to love him. Um, have a lot of books on my shelf by Bendis that I really like. It's just Bendis over the last decade has been very underwhelming for me. You know. Yeah, um, that's not unfair. Um, for me, a large part of the appeal is the artists. Um, yes. They get some really good art on there. And and in fairness, man, I'm I'm like. I say that about Bendis, I'm more than happy to give it a read. And, and I do think it'll be fun to have a current book to discuss as well when we're doing sort yeah, of like sure. a, a Legion-centric... I mean, it's, it seems a waste not to do it. So we will do... Next show, we will do the first trade, which I believe comes out this week. Am I right, Adam? Yeah, it came out yesterday. Oh, fantastic. Easy, then. Easy. Um, yeah. Now we turn to the main course, Adam. Everything has been a lead yeah. up to this moment, and you, I'm going to have to lean on you heavily here. Uh, Legion Let's of, do it. Legion of Three Worlds, a five-part, uh, I guess you'd call it miniseries, um, that came out around the time of Final Crises. Um, Legion of Three Worlds, it's essentially the main Legion, which was brought back in, in Superman and the Legion of Superheroes and Lightning Saga, which is kind of Jeff Johns's. Uh, he said that that's the original Legion. That's what he said, apparently, in the press. <laughs> Yeah, he says that, and it is, but he also kind of Changes. picks up, yeah. he doesn't pick up at the end of the original Legion, he kind of picks up, like, yeah. a few years back, and not everything is exactly in continuity, but, you know, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. and look, come on, that's that's all part of Jeff Johns's kind of reinterpretation and archaeology archaeological dig of the past, isn't it? Like, he picks up yeah. bits, you know, bits and pieces. But, in essence... Um, it's the storyline of three legions coming together um, uh, against a massive array of supervillains. Um, and there's a guy behind it all, uh, the Time Trapper at the start, uh, who's at the end of time. Um, I don't know much about the Time Trapper other than his name. Um, this is probably the first story I've ever read with him in it, actually. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, I think Time Trapper is one of the coolest villains and especially one of the coolest Legion Legion villains. Um, and I hope, you know, we get into other stories that were really cool with him. Oh, for sure. Uh, by the end of this, I was fascinated by the Time Trapper. Like, I, I thought it was fascinating, oh, some of the stuff. Um, now, do you want to take us through the beats of uh, issue one and then we'll break it down? Um, we'll, we'll go issue by issue. Sure, let's do it. Uh, yeah, so uh, first page here, we see the Time Trapper, and he's stuck at the end of time. Uh, he's complaining. He says, they survive. They'll always survive, like me. And we see the only thing with the Time Trapper is a bunch of cockroaches because, you know, cockroaches live forever, apparently. He's struggling, isn't he? Big time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so we see uh, that he grabs a boy out of space and time, and he... Uh, Brings him, you know, we know that he has plans for this guy. Mm. Uh, and then moving forward, we see Smallville in the 30th century, and we see a couple that are having dinner. Uh, this is the same couple that earlier in Superman and the Legion kill a little baby that came rocketing to Earth because of the xenophobic nature. Oh, that's they're right. supposed to yeah. be like John and Martha Kent, but they're like a twisted They're like a version nasty version yeah, for sure. And they get what's coming um, to them, don't they? They do, because Superboy Prime crashes to Earth. Uh, <laughs> the old man takes a shot at him, and he vaporizes both of them. Yep. Which, now, I think when I read this the first time, I hadn't read Superman and the Legion. Right. And I kind of feel bad for this old couple getting vaporized, but, you know. But now it's... You um, feel bad for the guy, at least. 
Uh, and I want to say, we should mention George Perez on artwork. And I've got to say, this is probably some of my favourite George Perez artwork. I think it's really, maybe that it's because it's more modern. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really quite like it. Um, I'd say maybe not quite as polished as some of his, like, you know, mid-80s stuff. Sure. But very good. This book actually kind of really took its toll on him, apparently, where he... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think he had some vision problems after that. Well, he, he would have been getting on by this point. I mean, he's like 80-something now, so he would have been in his 70s probably when he was doing this book. Yeah, exactly. He was kind of frail. But a great fucking effort from George Perez. And, and can I say a great effort on a, on a fantastic career? Like, if anyone's deserved to retire and put their pen pen down, you know, and pencil down, it's George Perez. You know, he's, he's, he's done a lot of characters. For sure. A great effort, a uh, great career. And from what I've heard, is a really great guy. I actually met him. Yeah. Uh, and I actually got this first issue signed by him, which was really cool. We met him. Um, well, actually, I was with Richard when he came to Australia. Um, George Perez, that is, and Richard got uh, like a you know got him to sign something and, and got like a Green Lantern drawing from him, like a commission. Um, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I wish I would have thought of that. I wasn't into like getting art at the time. But... I was way too cheap. I was way too cheap. I was like, nah, don't need a commission. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's this guy gonna do? You know, like I've got the books. You know what I mean? But but Richard, being a huge DC guy. Uh, and stuff like was 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 like dying for it. And apparently, he asked me if he's going to do more Green Lantern, and apparently, he said there's way too many of them; it's too annoying to draw or something. Oh wow! <laughs> Which I thought was funny, but but I mean, dude, he was hugely old. You know what I mean? Like, see, I didn't know he drew much uh, Green Lantern, other than uh, he did a a story Brave and the Bold with Mark Wade, where Green Lantern was pretty heavily featured. But okay. well, yeah, you'd have to ask. You know Rich, better than me, Rich. Well, I I don't know at all, but I know that Rich got a commission of Green Lantern, like he drew he drew a Green Lantern mm, there, cool. you know, while he was talking to him or something. I can't remember, but I mean, it was it was too rich for my blood. I think Chris Claremont was also there, and I was much more excited about Chris Claremont. Uh, so oh. I, say, I, I was overly excited about Chris Claremont, and um, you know, I, I went up to Chris Claremont, took his hand, and I just I was just like, man, thanks so much for all the X Men, dude. <laughs> and then and then he tried to sell me on his like independent stuff and i was like yeah no not really interested <laughs> yeah sovereign seven um i met chris claremont this year at c2e2 he was a little was he a, a little, little grumpy hand? yeah he was a little grumpy where i was too um he had someone with him i don't know if it was his kid he had this real pretentious little asshole with sunglasses next to him and like just giving up like heaps of attitude and i was like pal uh, i don't even know who you are you you seem to be you're either you're either a family member or a member of his entourage, and either way you you're not Chris Claremont. So dial down the attitude, you know. Yep. <laughs> like, hey pal, I didn't come here to get it signed by you, so you can stop. Sort of, he was kind of being very sort of like, uh, how can I say? Just if you've ever seen Entourage, it, like he was like oh, yeah. Turtle. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if Turtle was a jerk, not a genius, you know. He was just. He was uh, just I a, haven't really watched the Entourage okay, much. Well, then you'll miss the you'll miss the reference. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> so Superboy Prime. All that now. Who put the S on Superboy Prime's chest? The scar. I think that was back in. I think he did it to himself. Right. Yeah. So Superboy Prime's come through a lot of Jeff John stuff. Uh, started in Infinite Crisis and then uh, Green Lantern. 
Sinestro Corps War. Yes. And then now this. Yeah. And so. he's from an Earth where superheroes were fictional. And in comic books like this Earth, we're basically on. Um, and something or other happened, and he actually got the powers of Superboy and became part of at least one of the crises, and then was in Infinite Crisis where he was the bad guy. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people think that he is our original Superboy that we would what? read about in our Silver Age Legion. No. Well, different character. Yeah, who upsetting. the fuck thinks that? Like, what? Superboy? I'm confused. Superboy's all out good. Why would he turn into this guy? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'm not happy. But yeah, just I see a lot of like video breakdowns of comics, and they always say Superboy Prime, the original Superboy. No, wrong. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, am I right when I say that? Completely wrong. I can't imagine that Superboy yeah. from the original, fucking like the charming Superboy that I love with Crypto, turn out to be this evil prick. No way. Yeah. You got to set them straight, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I'm saying to them, th- there's right and wrongs in life, and those people are wrong, like big time wrong. And that's you an just ins- give up. Yeah, that's an insult to Superboy. <laughs> just give up. Yeah, turn your badge in. Be ashamed of yourself. Have a good hard look in the mirror when you make that comment the next time. You know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I'm anyway. sure they will. Anyway, so Superboy, uh, so Superboy gets to the Superman Museum, which is a really nice uh, sort of framing motif for this storyline, actually. Yeah, I, I quite like it. It's actually in Smallville, which is now as big as Metropolis, which is from the very first appearance of the Legion, where they pretty much say as much. Um, he gets in the museum and he sees all of you know uh, Superman's friends and family there. Um, I feel like there's a big effort to include... Every Legion character, every supporting Superman character, yes, in this uh, series here. Yeah, and, uh, but and I it's like great. Like, Go ahead. It's great for that, you know. And you've got Jimmy Olsen, like a holog- hologram Jim- Jimmy Olsen kind of narrating. Yeah, the Hall of One Thousand Olsons. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, we have the near or the the guide, which is the hologram Jimmy Olsen, yes. and then it was cool to see him take him through the Hall of One Thousand Olsons with all the different variations of what Jimmy Olsen happened to him in like the Silver Age when he was all the different, you know, incarnations and whatever you call it, like changing to all the different people and stuff. Yeah, and I guess something that you might know or might not know is um, he actually is an honorary legionnaire from his time as Elastic Lad. Really? Wow. Yes. I knew so that we'll Lana Lang became one because I, I read a story of that with the guys from Last Sons of Krypton. I did not know that Jimmy did. Yep. The, and he still two. can't work out that Clark Kent Superboy <laughs> or Superman. <laughs> he still can't put that piece together. <laughs> not the brightest. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> In his um, way, like, I've never loved him, but I like him as part of the group. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think he actually, honestly, is one of those characters that really works really well in sort of the extended Superman kind of group. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of annoying at times, but, you know, he's a classic. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, so he... Oh, good. Did you have something else? I was just going to say, so basically it's, um, he goes through into the Legion of Superheroes and, yeah, you see them all lined up. Um, and it's it, it's interesting because it's a really good exposition dump, but also you've got, like, Superboy Prime going, who's that villain where am i and then they're like superboy prime oh he's just such a minor villain you know yeah i like that you know we kind of get set up 
and he's actually explaining this suit to Superboy Prime, who wasn't a fan of you know being talked down about, and his statue's actually been put into like storage. Yeah, it's funny. Which he didn't appreciate. No, he fucking hates it. Like it's it's it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of hilarious though that then Superboy Prime goes from being like oh he's such a shit villain we don't we don't even care about him and then he becomes like the major big bad in the story, like and he's clearly so powerful. Yeah, it is kind of strange. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, he's literally got Superman's powers. Yeah, and I think the thing is, um, he's always kind of like a meta-type character, so yes. he, uh, you know, he's supposed to represent, like, angry fanboys. So, you know, I think Jeff Johns is always kind of looking for ways to have him be, have like, you know, put him down a little bit. Yeah, well, it becomes very clear at the end of the... I didn't know that. It becomes very clear at the end of the storyline that it's a meta-commentary on, I guess, angry sort of internet fans, I guess, which are, which yeah. are a real thing, you know? Like, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, sure. it's, it's a valid... Um, it's a valid jab at a, at a very vocal keyboard warrior. We've all been that keyboard warrior at some point in our <laughs> lives, but, well, you know, we've, we've all... All comic book fans who've ever been on Facebook or on a message board, we've had that moment where we're like, well, actually, and, you know, we get into it, but most <laughs> of us are mature enough to eventually go, well, what's, what are we fighting about, really? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But um, yep, th- sure. th- that, there is that undercurrent in the, in the fan culture, you, which is definitely ripe for a bit of satire. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, when you think about his initial motivation, it was always about you know, comics today are no good or the superheroes today are no good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it kind of seems like uh, pretty built into his character. He, he has a very idealized version of what the world was that he came from, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he destroys a bunch of the museum yep. uh, and then he kills a bunch of the guards who didn't last very long. Or actually, they're the police. Um, in the Legion comics, normally the police are called the science police. Yes, I'm aware of that. The science police. Woohoo! Yeah. They're pretty useless a lot of the time, too. Generally, sometimes they have pretty cool costumes, though. Yeah. <laughs> I see uh, Mongol here. Uh, Mongol, Mr. Ms. Plislik, uh, General Zod, Ursa and Non. And, and Ursa and Non were in a very... And, and Zod were in, a, were in one of the Jeff Johns um, uh, Superman storylines, which I just read as well. Yeah, a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah very good one. Um, like Mongol as well. Love his design. Mr. Mix Plislik as well, is there? Um, yeah, I've always enjoyed him. Love him, love him, love him. We're going to do more soups on uh, regular Signal of Doom, by the way. That's, there's going to oh, be a nice. big, big episode this week, retro episode, and most of it's uh, 70s Bronze Age Superman, most of it's 70s, early yeah. 80s Bronze Age Superman. So Connor, Richard and me going through the hits, man. That's fun stuff. It'll be it'll be good times in rock and roll. Yeah. We we're almost worth a four way call with Adam the computer. Can you imagine that? We're really starting to link up the 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 war satellite. We could take over the world. I don't know if the internet is ready. <laughs> yeah, probably not. As we enter the sixth hour of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, David, um, are you paying a salary to these people now? Like, <laughs> Richard, at the end of four and a half hours, has still got bounce in his step. I like that about Rich. You know? Yeah, he's going to start one of 401k. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I got home after a four and a half hour stint with Rich, and I was still chatty. And I read a comic, and I was, if Michelle had been yeah. up and she was fast asleep, I, was, I would have still kept chatting about comics. I, I still had bounce, you know? Man, you should have just, you know, started recording. <laughs> just solo. 
<laughs> Solo. I've often said, I've said to, this to Ray before, I've said some days I come home in the darkest, you know, I get in a mood and I'm in dark, dark mood. I feel like just turning on the microphone and just recording for like six, seven hours solo. See where we see where we go. <laughs> we'll yeah, get, I would listen. You know, be, for maybe it, an hour. One thing is, it would be funny. You know what I mean? Like it would get down to it would get down to basics <laughs> real fast. <laughs> um, but anyway, turning back to this, so you, you see all these like different. Um, I, I guess really his villains as well. Um, some pretty cool visuals. His cyborg Superman. The Kryptonite Man, I'm not familiar with that one. You see Bizarro, who I love. Um, Metallo, that's how you pronounce his name, isn't it? Metallo? Yep, Metallo. Um, I notice Zod's got some funky eyewear on. So does um, Ursa. So does Non. Yeah, there's something about that uh, in the story you read, I think, where they needed him to adjust to being outside of the Phantom Zone or something. Oh, because they'd been there so long. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. So yeah, we go forward. We kind of see a recap of Superboy Prime's time and the stories he's been in. Yes. Uh, we see that he's fought Flashes, Superboys, and Green Lanterns. So yes. we kind of get the idea that he doesn't like uh, those things. Yeah, we see um, Connor there, and he killed Connor. Yeah, I killed Connor Kent. I killed mm-hmm. this fake Superboy. Um, we see the Legion of uh, the, the Science Police. They do have kind of nifty outfits, actually. Um, yeah, they're kind of cool. They've got, like, little helmets on, but it doesn't help them much, does it? Um, no, not at all. In the 70s, I think you might like those designs because they had pretty cool helmets and stuff, but, yep, they get frozen up and shattered. Oh, dear. So that's death, isn't it? Isn't it coming yeah, from that? I, pretty much. I always forget that Superman has cold breath because he doesn't use it all the time, you know? Um, yeah, that's a good point. He He uses his heat vision a lot more than his cold breath. At least, yeah. Um, and then Bizarro, he has cold vision and heat breath. <laughs> I love Bizarro. I love Bizarro. I think Bizarro is cool. I I like him too. Sometimes though, it gets a little old having to read the oh, yeah. backwards talk. Oh yeah, the more he talks, the more annoying it is. But he's kind of a cool character. Like you know what I mean? Like I think he's one of those kind of neat Silver Age concepts that you can really do a good version of um, now kind of thing. Like, it's funny yeah. how much of the Superman mythos that they created in the, in the 60s is actually ripe for sort of reformatting and reinterpretation. Like, it's actually quite rich. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he has probably one of the most underrated uh, rogues galleries. You know, people always say Batman and Spider-Man, but I think Superman is right yeah. there with those guys if maybe just falling short. Yeah, and I think part of the reason he falls short is because there was such a focus on Lex Luthor um, in the movies and stuff, so the general public might not be aware of just how deep the rogues gallery is. No, that's fair. Um, um, but the actual I was going to say, if you like Bizarro, I'd recommend, uh, what was the one, uh, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's also the last Bizarro story. I haven't read that book yet, and I've got the hardcover, and we're going to do it on Signal very soon. Um, the Alan Moore nice. one we're talking about, yeah? Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I um, I read something that really shattered me about crypto in that. Um, oh yeah. Because I googled yesterday. I was like, whatever happened to crypto? Like, was there a death scene? You know, at some point, we did Superboy eventually have to. I I figured that at some point in Superboy's existence, they would have had to have had a moment where they did the sort of the pet, you know, the death of a pet story kind of thing mm-hmm. for the kids. You know what I mean? Like, you know how. 
a kid gets a goldfish and the goldfish dies and then they get a dog and eventually the dog you know you know that kind of cycle but I don't think they ever did that storyline but I believe in man of in whatever happened to man of tomorrow there is a death scene of crypto yeah exactly it's pretty heartbreaking yeah I don't know if I'm ready for it yet man but but like are you aware of the handling of crypto now like in the comics now of Superman I guess crypto can't still be alive I guess. Um, um, yeah, he is, he, um, I mean, yeah, it's a different continuity, right? So you have the post-crisis stuff. Um, oh yeah, but th- that's the crypto who was created for like Connor Kent or whatever, wasn't it? Uh, like the original crypto. No, I mean, I think, I think he still had him. I know in the new 52 Grant Morrison Superman, he has Good. crypto comes out of the phantom zone. Yay. Um, he that's looks what more I like wanted. a wolf. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But then he sticks around and then eventually gets turned into like more of the classic looking crypto and is around with like Jonathan Kent and Oh, okay. So he's still around. Yeah. Well, then I don't need to be depressed. He's still alive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was a recent uh, Superman annual which was like all about the Super Pets. Oh, really? So it was like a Super Pets team up. Yeah, it was kind of hard to read, you know, cuz they're oh. all animals. I don't know if they actually had like thought balloons. I don't think they did. Oh, so, that's that stupid. Because crypto, <laughs> people crypt- loved it. I don't know. Crypto did have his thought balloons before. He was always like, "Master says this, Master says that." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll check out that annual though. So, is that in Rebirth like era? Yeah, it's a Superman Rebirth annual. I think okay. I'll, I'll find it. I'll find it out. And uh, oh, so we see Streaky, the Super Cat, and all that. And yeah, S- it might Super be Super Suns actually that it was in, but okay. yeah, Streaky and uh, Comet and Comet. Beppo, and I think they have like because Prody eventually joins the Legion. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think it's actually. I think they call him like Clay Critter. It's supposed to be like somebody else. But... And who is Beppo? Beppo's the monkey. Oh right, I just called him Super Monkey. I didn't realize. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Beppo the Super Monkey. Is Ace the Bad Hound there? He might be. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm, this is sounding pretty good. I'm going to have to research this for the signal. <laughs> this, oh, issue, yeah. this issue sounded pretty good. Did it win an Eisner? It feels like it probably should have. I don't know. Could it be as good as Pet Avengers, though? Oh, you fuck. Know? Like Stuart's worst ever one. Like, yeah, <laughs> of course when Stuart picked Pet, he couldn't pick what I like. You know what I mean? Like, he, everyone knows I love crypto and, 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 like, the super pets. But no, Stuart had to pick Pet Avengers that nobody likes. <laughs> like... It was probably the least popular episode of Signal ever, <laughs> outside of the episode where he did the did a, the, him playing a board game, yeah. Munchkin. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the weakest episode of Signal. And, t- and believe you me, I've told him that. <laughs> well, Dave, I wouldn't know because I didn't listen. So yeah, well, I listened because I'm the master of Signal, and I wasn't happy all the way from Hawaii. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I still playing fucking board games. Like, what? I said to him, "What about Scrabble next time, Stu?" <laughs> let's get some Scrabble going if we're really going to get into it. You know, let's do Monopoly. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't know what audience he was going for there. Stu hit a lot of winners in his time, but that wasn't a winner. You know what I mean? He, he tried to hit a winner down the line and it went way out. Way out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, turning turning away from that. Um, yeah, so basically Superboy is quite petulant. And then we flash to... It's almost like a scene out of um, the prequels the Star Wars prequels in the Galactic Senate. Um, yeah, I can see that. Very similar. Um, all the United Planets are 
basically addressing uh, Lightning Lad, uh, Cosmic Boy, and I'm not a fan of Cosmic Boy's haircut, and I'm really not a fan of Saturn Girl's short back and sides. Um, you don't like Cosmic Boy's haircut or Lightning Lad's? Lightning Lad's longer, I I don't mind. I think it suits the character. I, oh, see, I, I don't like the long hair. I don't love it. I, I'd probably prefer a haircut, but I just think Cosmic Boy's hair's too short, but it's a kind of military look. I'm really not a fan yeah. of Saturn Girls, kind of like, um, I don't know, like short hair. I don't know how to describe it. Like, Yeah, it, it took a while for me to adjust to that, uh, but I kind of like it. It kind of suits her, but it's I, funky. I can see your it's point. A bit of, it it's a bit of a while. funky look, like she's rocking a bit of an early 2000s Sheryl Crow, where she cut her hair off for five <laughs> minutes, you know. Um, I don't know. It just feels, but hey, it feels like Saturn Girls thought time for a, a change, and she's gone down and had a haircut. She's entitled to do that, you know? Yeah. She's a mom. She's got to worry about getting her hair tugged or whatever. Is she a mom? Yeah, they don't really cover it here, but uh, when Levitz takes back over, he shows that uh, the kids are still around. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, the twins. And they're, basically, they're in defense of, of the Legion and the United... Because of the events of the highly xenophobic Earth government that the United Planets wants to split away and sort of exile Earth, I believe, and um, they want to... They're saying the Legion's kind of outgrowing its usefulness. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we see, you know, representatives from Winath, which is uh, Lightning Lad's home planet. We see some from Kolu, uh, Brainiac 5s, and then we see some from Titan, which is Saturn Girls. Yes. Home planet. Uh, but yeah, the Legion are not in favor with the United Planets. No. Um, but then going forward, we see that uh, there's a little rescue mission into the Phantom Zone with mm. Shadow Lass, Phantom Girl, and Lightning Lass. Um, and we see them facing off against Thought, um, Zod, but he's but they're there to capture or to rescue Monel. Yes. Who we find out was put into the Phantom Zone by Earthman whenever that last story was going on. And so Monel now doesn't have the problem like he can come out normally now, can't he? Um, if they can rescue him, he he's not going to die of lead poisoning. Yeah, well, they have to give him a treatment they do on the next page. Right, okay. And it's kind yeah. of a funny scene with Zod when Zod's like, freedom! And then he's like, they're like, or not, and they just shut him back down again. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old Zod, he's just raring to go, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, Lightning Lad gets him. Lightning Lad, or Lightning Lass, I mean. Lightning Lass is actually one of my favorite of the uh, female Legionnaires. I've got a question about the Phantom Zone. I actually thought of this yesterday. Now, yeah. okay, <clears throat> it's kind of complicated. One thing, when in that original storyline where Monel, the one we did previously, where Monel saw Saturn Girl doing whatever she was doing, it was like it was like he was just walking around the world as a ghost. But in general, mm -hmm. in the Phantom Zone, you are confined to the Phantom Zone and can only see bits and pieces of what's happening, can't you? In the Silver Age, it was more like it kind ghost. of just seemed like they could just roam around wherever yes. they wanted, like a ghost, uh -oh. basically. Yeah. 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 Like a like yeah. like a phantom. Then, you know, you, you, like they could walk into the room where, where we're recording or I'm recording now, and they could watch me. Whereas in more the recent stuff, they're in their own dimension, basically, aren't they? And trapped. Yeah, and I don't know if that started maybe with like Superman the movie, because obviously they're they're stuck in that little diamond. Fuck, it's awesome that fucking part where he does that, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's so fucking cool. And then in the sequel, like the nuclear bomb breaks them open. 
Yeah. Um, it's awesome. I remember as a kid, I was preferring Superman 2 because of yeah. them fighting, but the stuff on Superman 1 is just really great. I want to do it on Cinema of Doom, actually. Uh, one and two. Yeah, do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but here's my other question, and this is more specific. Now, you know how Zod came out in the 31st century, like in that scene there where he runs out and then they trap him back in? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're in the Phantom Zone, is time abstract? So if Superman put Zod in, like, 2020, put him in the Phantom Zone, is it the same Zod in the same moment who can try to emerge in the 31st century? Uh, it might depend on, you know, the writer or whatever, but I know Monel uh, is always kind of angsty because of all of his time in the Phantom Zone and how it was torture and, you know, Right, so like yeah, he had to spend the thir- thousand years, because that would be, that would drive you insane. Yeah, and I think you said that you were wanting to do kind of a Monel spotlight coming up. I'd like, uh, so I'd like to on might... one show, yeah, for sure. Why not? Yeah. yeah, so that you know, we might be digging into that and kind of finding more out about that. But yeah, I know in some of the ones I was researching, I'm pretty sure he was like complaining, like, "Oh, it was misery." He's like, "Fuck you, Superboy, for your trick back in like 1955." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took you a thousand years to get me out. Yeah, you didn't really try that hard either. You know, like, <laughs> the Legion just whipped up a fucking concoction of something and I was fine. And considering Superboy travelled to the Legion, you know what I mean? Yeah, and really they could have just released him <laughs> back in, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, really, he can time travel anytime he wants, so I guess he yeah, can't be too mad. Yeah, he, but, like, Superboy could have gone to the Legion in the future. Oh, that's the concoction to bring mon out. Gone back to the Phantom Zone in his time and got him out and gave him the potion because he knows about it from the future. Yeah, I think sometimes they say something about like uh, it took a thousand years for the lead to... Right, uh, I see. You know, they probably contrived some kind of reason. Like you had kind of like blood poisoning really badly or something. Yeah, something like that. Man, this poor Uh, guy with lead. Here is... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, this poor guy with lead, like, because lead... I something mean, so common, yeah. Yeah, you could walk through a bank or something and, you know, there's lead. Like, <laughs> it's actually worse than kryptonite because it's more common. Yeah, it is, you know. I guess maybe not in the 30th century, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Okay. But uh, worth noting is that um, Phantom Girl and Shadowlass came to save Monel. Phantom Girl, Shadowlass, Monel, and Ultra Boy are kind of like... Uh, they double date a lot, so I just ah, thought that was an right. interesting dynamic that they're always kind of together. I like it. I like it a lot. And then we come to a really interesting part of the story, which ties in a lot to the events of Superman and the Legion. Uh, Sunboy is kind of burnt out of his powers, and Polar Boy, who was a member of the Substitute Legion, which helped them out in the previous storyline, is trying to perk his spirits up. Um, and Sunboy's like, I'm burnt out. My passion is gone. My powers are gone. I'm burnt out. We all are. And he's, it's literally the apathy of the Legion, like, you know, the feeling that they may have outlived their usefulness, isn't it? Like, and he's really feeling that. Yeah, for sure. He's, you know, he was held captive in the last story, the Superman and the Legion. Uh, and yeah, now Polar Boy, he's a full-fledged member of the Legion now. I like Polar Boy. Uh, I think he's pretty cool. He's actually one of my favorites. I think Jeff Johns does some cool stuff with him where he kind of compares his... Uh, inability to control his powers with how Superman was always kind of an outcast with uh, 
having to restrain himself from yes. using his powers. To be the weakling and the coward, like, kind of super, super, you know, Clark Kent when really it's Superboy and he could do whatever he wanted, really, if he wanted to. Exactly. And uh, Polar Boy in these stories, we always see that, you know, he's the one that's dedicated to what the Legion means and he's always willing to, like, go out uh, and put his life on the line when he needs to. Sure. Sunboy kind of has a trend of when they need a legionnaire that's like kind of a shitbag, I feel like a lot of times they pick Sunboy. <laughs> but he's used well in this story. Like they need that guy who's almost needs a training montage to get going again, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, then we see back in the uh, United Planets, I was a bit confused by this, RJ Brand, who I do know was the original patron of the Legion because they rescued him from an assassination attempt or something originally. Um, mm-hmm. He comes down... And he basically everyone respects him, and he sort of like is is getting everyone back on his side again. But then he uh, gets killed, gets assassinated. Yeah, so he gets killed by the second richest man in the universe. Which oh, we skipped ahead a little bit, didn't we? We did. We did a little bit. Um, I just wanted to kind of like while. you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, Leland McCauley kills him, and then we he fades to dust. Mm-hmm. Um, which we find out he was an agent of the Time Trapper. We find that out, and we also find out that RJ Brand is a chameleon, like the, of the race that Chameleon Boy is. I, I was yeah, so that by wasn't that. really a secret for the reader. Well, you know, it wasn't a secret for long-time readers. Right. Um, I think that is different from, like, the Classic Legion stuff, because I'm pretty sure in the Classic Legion people knew that he was from Durla. Right. Okay. All right. But, but like, here, for, yeah. For this modern audience, guys like me who are just kind of coming in, knowing only the basic beats of the Legion, it was kind of a reveal. And it was certainly a reveal to the United Planets. Yeah, for sure. And when they're already disputing about, uh, you know, the xenophobia that's on Earth, it wasn't a good time for that to come out. And him, that disrupted the kind of feeling of revival and unity, which he had originally, because everyone respects him, you know? And then when, when when suddenly he's revealed to kind of slash be an imposter, that makes it even more untenable, the, the whole Legion concept to the United Planets. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Saturn Girl reads his thoughts as he dies. He says, don't quit. Don't you dare ever quit. Long live the... Yeah. yeah. He's dead. But yeah, um, something that I guess you wouldn't know, and I mean, you could probably figure it out now, but there was a really great... One of the first, actually, miniseries um, that DC did was called Secrets of the Legion of Superheroes. Mm. And the whole thing was that R.J. Brand was dying, and one of the Legionnaires was his child and was the only thing that could save him, you know, through like a blood transfusion or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll probably guess who it is now, though. Chameleon Boy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I wouldn't have guessed that unless I'd read this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. exactly. But, um, yeah, so, the you know. He is secretly Chameleon Boy's father, which, you know, we didn't know for 20 years or whatever. Okay, and in the meantime, um, while this has all been going on, Superboy um, basically starts rescuing people from a prison, and he starts with, like, Lightning Lord, and um, they know who he is. You're, Saturn, you're Superboy Prime, and they're Saturn Queen, a telepath so twisted, even the planet Titan refuses to believe she's one of them. Finally, Cosmic King, a sociopath... Um, you're our inspiration, our guide. We hope this day would come when we would lead our legion to final victory. Our legion? Who else is part of that? Everyone. Says 
cosmic king, and he's pointing to the fact that what do they call themselves? The Legion of Supervillains or something? And they're yeah. just flat out. They're like all the enemies the Legion's ever had, basically combined. Yeah. So the Legion of Supervillains grew a lot um, over the years, and probably their biggest story was called Eye for an Eye, mm-hmm. which is one that I think we should do on the show at some point. But sure. it, at that point, it kind of expanded to the roster that we see on the previous page there. But for here, he actually means like everyone. So like the Justice League of Earth that we read about and or that you read about in Superman yes. and the Legion, uh, the Fatal Five, which are a formidable team in themselves, uh, Universo, Doctor Regulars. These characters were all kind of like standalone villains, but for this, you know, they're all brought into the Legion of Supervillains. It's cool. Like they're like the ultimate kind of, uh, yeah. It's kind of like a super alliance, even of villains who would normally be at complete odds, like aliens working with Earthman, who's so xenophobic, but they're doing it because they hate the Legion so much. They're united by the exactly. Hatred. Yeah, which is, which is, you know, it's a, like so many Jeff Johns things. It's a classic concept that really any of us could come up with, but he knows how to execute it very well. Like, it's a basic concept done well. Yeah, exactly. He, he knows what worked, and he's able to capitalize on that. Yeah. Um, so, and the prison here is called Tacron Galtop. Tekron Galtos. It's uh, like a common recurring thing in Legion stories where they have this prison planet. Cool. Um, yeah. And I'm just just reading through. Basically, it's like it's over. Uh, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah, bless you. That's the COVID. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the COVID slowly killing me, Adam. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get the episode out, though, don't worry. Even if I'm on an oxygen tank, you know what I'm saying? Like, we'll still keep recording. Um, Cosmic Boy really is kind of the last man standing, isn't he? Yeah, that's what I like about him. I feel like he's always, you know, when the chips are down, he's always the one that pulls through. Mm. And they kind of come to the final realization we have to call Superman, um, which I love. Yep. And I've got a question for you. We, we It flashes to Superman present day, ring receiving incoming signal, uncloaking. So, basically, does that mean that, that Superman does wear his Legion ring, but it's just cloaked? Uh, well, he didn't get it until the end of the previous story, I think. Superman and the Legion of Superheroes. Oh. Uh, that, um, that's when they gave it to him, but yeah, I guess so. But he, but he had them before, because they said in Legion of Superheroes that he had a couple in the Fortress. It was like yeah, but I one think... Of them was, one know, of them was, um, was Wildfire, though, I think. Yeah, well, he didn't remember that the Legion up until yeah. the Lightning Saga, I yes, think. Yes, that's right, that's yeah. right. Or actually, I don't think he even remembered them up until, huh, I don't he, know. He okay. definitely remembered them in Superman the Legion because there's a scene where he goes, he remembers when Brainiac comes through with the thing. Yeah, but I'm just, I guess I'm surprised. I guess he didn't fully remember his history with them in the Lightning Saga then because... He, he mentions he it, though. Oh. He, he has, like, a vague memory or something. Like, he does oh, okay. mention it. He goes, I know who they were. He does, because he, he says, I know who they were. And then he's talking about how, when they were kids, like, how they gave everything to rescue Lightning Lad. You oh, know? okay. Yeah, yeah, he's you're like, right. you know, that we were Legion. So he does remember, but it's weird. It's not really spelled out very well. And mm-hmm. But they give him, at the end of Lightning Saga, you said they give him a ring, which he's now wearing, but it's cloaked, which explains why we can never see the fucking ring normally, I guess. Yeah, but then I was also going to say, if he didn't remember him for all this time, he probably wasn't wearing it up until, like, yes. moderately recently. True, true, true. And um, But anyway, they contact him, 
and then he flies forward. Because uh, in this version of Superman, unlike back in the 70s and stuff, he can't just fly through time himself, which is what, exactly. he, which, what he used to do, which I think is badass. Um, is. He can just fucking pound through time. Um, <laughs> it, but in this one, there's more like a rip or something that he goes through, like a wormhole or something. And yeah. He turns up and um, he's seeing like the whole prison planet. There's like a massive S symbol like burnt into it. Yep, for Superboy Prime. Yep, and um, he's like, okay, so then what are we going to do? We're up against a superpower brat from Parallel World. I think the solution is obvious. And then we have a scene that I'm pretty confident you'll enjoy where you have the two different versions of Legion. Um, and I've got some Yeah, questions. so the reboot and the three-boot. Now, okay, I've got some questions because, frankly, I read the tail end of DNA and I read Mark Wade's, but I don't remember mm-hmm. very much of Mark Wade's particularly, but which one is which? The left one is the reboot. So Mark Wade started this one okay. after zero hour and oh. it went all the way through the Abnet stuff. And then the one oh. on the right is the three boot, which Mark Wade also started and had a little more time on. And then Jim shooter kind of ruined it. And yeah. Right. Me. So the, Oh, okay. So the, I see. So the one on the left, where Brainiac... And this is how I differentiate it. Brainiac's got the little dots on his face. Where they, yeah. Where Brainiac's younger. That's the one that DNA and all that were on. And Legion lost and everything. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the one on the right was the more brief Mark Wade version, which I also yeah. recall. But it didn't go for that long. Yeah, 50 issues. Okay. Well, so, I, I mean, like, four years. I collected... Jesus, really, I collected all of it. Because I remember Jim Shooter coming onto it. Uh, at the, oh, very, okay. at yeah. the tail end of it, gee, I don't remember much about it um, actually. But I was buying a lot of comics at the time, so I was probably just speed reading it. Okay, but no, but that—that's what I thought because on the left-hand version, you see, for example, the the, the little um, in the top right-hand corner, the sort of tracker that was in Legion Lost. They yeah, Shikari. Okay, and what's the creature at the front? Uh, the one that's. I think you're talking about Gates? Yes. Yeah, he's a teleporter. He's unique to the reboot, but right. he's a pretty popular one to yeah. the point that yeah. you know he sticks around. And I see Monstrous, which we did in Legion Lost, on the sort of right left-hand side? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, and above her... So is it kind of that... makes me wonder when these pictures were taken, because some of these characters would be, like, dead before they introduced other characters, but, I mean, yeah. it's fine. It's just... It's hyper time, baby. Yeah, hyper time. <laughs> yeah, it, it all counts. That's just when DC are like, it all counts. What does that mean? Yeah. Hey, it's hyper time. <laughs> Everything happened, okay? <laughs> it's like I never understood what that meant. Yeah, but... <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, I, I understand it. You, you, yes, you published it all. It doesn't make sense. You published it all. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, that's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. It's really meta. Um, yeah, so it doesn't make a lot of sense, but we don't really care. It's not like it's a sporting picture where you can date it, like, you know, it's the cricket team from, like, 1982 or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the fucking World Series winners from 1997 all, all at one time. It's more like a cut-and-paste job, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so who is oh. the same? Because in Mark Wade's second version, Supergirl was kind of like the Superboy analog, wasn't she? It was like Supergirl and the Legion for a while. Yeah, it became the Supergirl and the Legion for a little while. Want to see disappointing to see that Saturn Girl's not wearing her bikini suit 
in the re in the I guess that was the original, wasn't it? Yeah, that would be the original. You do see that a little bit later, okay. but just for like a cameo. Yeah, okay. But I do want to point out how Cosmic Boy there is standing in the middle. So it's almost like he's the founder of founders, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Indeed. I always liked his blue costume on the right, too. I always thought that was cool. Nice costume. I agree. Saturn Girl's thing stays pretty classic um, with the little planet. Uh, yeah, for a while she had a cape, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, looking at Brainy's good. The different incarnations of Brainy get a lot of screen time, actually, in this. In this, I'd say they're almost the only ones that get much screen yes, time, I really. Would, I would agree. I would agree with you there, because a lot of the other characters don't get hardly any. Traps, is that the name? Traps? Uh, Gates. Gates. Sorry, Gates gets a little bit of time, and I quite enjoyed Gates' time. I thought Gates seemed an interesting character to me. Um, I think you'd like him. He's uh, always been uh, like an anti-fascist type character, and he's always like accusing the Legion of being fascist or whatever. Oh, okay. Who's the character on the left-hand side? So the what do you call it? The reboot version to the to the right of who I assume is Dream Girl. Dream Girl's the one in the white, yeah, quite a bit busty. And then oh, okay. To her, to to her right, our like right? Okay. star character of some sort. Um, that is Andromeda. Oh. So after Supergirl was kicked out of continuity, uh-huh. they came up with Andromeda to kind of take her place. So she's so. supposed to be basically Supergirl. And Triplicate Girl is above Dream Girl? Mm-hmm. Um, I love Triplicate Girl. She's one of my Me favorites. Too. Cool. Um, Shadow Lass is to the right of, uh, is it Star boy or man or whoever like is that shadow less in sort of like a blue skin in the, in the um movie? i think you're talking about monel there with the oh, stars Mon-El. sorry okay that's yeah star boy is above monel oh right okay and that's the one who goes insane and stuff yeah that, uh that the character. the a different version yes yeah. yeah yeah but that character yeah okay cool <laughs> it's really cool i look i, I actually i appreciate you know what i appreciate about it this would have taken I think a lot of comic book stories, maybe not a lot, but a decent percentage of comic book stories, you can tune and burn on. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can you can get an A plot, a, a plot, B plot, work it all out, blah blah blah. You can get the issue done. This would have taken serious time to even decide who's going to be there. It, you know, this would be a quite an endeavor to write. I think actually a passion project. I would almost say. Yeah, I agree, and. Uh... To bring all these characters together without making it just feel like cameos, which to a certain extent, the additional legions do kind of just feel like cameos. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I think it was to be like, okay, well, we're bringing back this one, but these other versions are still legitimate and you can still enjoy the stories, which I think was a good thing to do. Final question. Uh, on the right, so Mark Wade's, what do you call it, three boot. Um, mm-hmm. Chameleon Boy, what's going on there with him there? Is that his pet or is that him, sort of? That's him. I think he's just doing something crazy, you know? He's just being a bit nut- nutty. Crazy. And who's the character that's kind of like, the, is it Invisible Lad or someone? He's kind of like going through Saturn Girl's leg and Cosmic Boy. He's at the front. Yeah, Invisible Kid. He's kind of being, a, he's hijinks for the camera, really, from him, isn't it? Yeah, um, I never really liked that version of Invisible Kid. He's a bit of a little uh, little oh, punk. Yeah, he seems like one. Is that Dream Girl uh, top right with the busty sort of boob window next to Supergirl? Who is that? Uh, there's two there, left and right of Supergirl. Which yes. one do you... There's well, Dream I mean... Girl on the left and Phantom Girl on the right. 
Okay, right. What's Dream Girl sees the future? What does Phantom Girl do again? She can go intangible, so she's like Shadow Cat. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. well, I think that's enough questions for. Gee, Timberwolf's got a pretty bad haircut in the three boot. Wow. Yeah, he shows up later and he's got terrible hair too. That's it's not bad. really the three boots problem. It's just a it's George Perez thing. Artistic <laughs> choice. Yeah, it's like, what are you basing this fucking haircut on, pal? Like, <laughs> like, what era of hair metal is this coming from? Um, okay, so we'll, we'll we'll flip the page. Oh, and that's the end of the first issue. Um, well, uh, one last thing we might want to mention is yes. that Superman mentions to uh, instead of. To beat Superboy Prime, they might need to redeem Superboy Prime. Very optimistic of Superman to say that, I think. Yeah, it was just a stupid... I didn't care for that. I thought that was kind of dumb because... We need to redeem You him. can't really redeem him, and they don't redeem him, so no, why? they don't redeem him. It's a, he's a mass killer. Uh, I think it's just pointing to Superman's inherent optimism, you know? Yeah, I would say so. Thanks. You're like, thanks, Superman, for that. Like, <laughs> you know, and also, fucking Superman, like, if you want to really take a good hard look in the mirror... It's kind of a weird version of you, as well. Yeah, you know. So let's That's not get true. too philanthropic with our comments. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like no one ever points that out to him. Has anyone ever said, "Hey, Clark, yes, you realize this is a version of you"? Hmm. Have a good hard <laughs> think point. about that. You know, like before you pipe up next time with your pipe dream comments. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the next because we just done Legion Lost. You know, last last Legion Outpost, I really enjoyed the start of uh, issue two, which I recognised is the is the tracking character, uh, mm-hmm. and they're stuck in limbo. It seems. Yep, Shikari. Um, so yeah, when the reboot went away, uh, it was in a Teen Titans the Legion crossover, right? And they basically get lost in some uh, lost in limbo. That's a pretty sad way for them to go out. Yeah, I mean, their whole world gets destroyed and then they're lost, oh. so... Well, they really... It's like DC went, yeah, you know how we did Legion Lost and that's really popular? Yeah, well, let's just make that the end for that character, yeah, those exactly. characters. Like, but they made it back. Yeah, but then they got lost again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's their lot in life. <laughs> um, so that reboot went from, like, what, the mid-'80s, like, Crisis, to the mid-'90s or late-'90s, yeah? Uh, no, so... Uh, the original Legion stuck around all the way through Zero Hour, oh, even okay. though they jumped forward five years. So early nineties, yeah, yeah, ninety four to like uh, two thousand four, okay. I'd well, say ten years. Okay, so no, in essence, then with the Legion being around so long, maybe it makes sense that the reboot had to bite it, you know? Yeah, because. Yeah. I, I think the reboot's cool, but the, the the classic's much better in my in my opinion. You know, you can't beat the classic. Yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, there are some great stories in both of the reboots, but yes. um, yeah, just you don't have the history with exactly the reboots. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but it's kind of an introduction to these guys, and then we have a scene where on Sorcerer's World, I thought this was a really cool scene. They're trying to rescue Dream Girl. Yeah. Uh, that's White Witch, who's held oh. captive there. White Witch, sorry, White Witch, yes, who's the sister of Dream Girl, am I right? I'm impressed. Yeah, well, because I've been reading a bit, you know, I, I sort of, I've been reading a bit of the old stuff, so I, I kind of, some of the linkages I remember. And the White Witch is a pretty cool character. I had a funny conversation with Neil Matthews, shout out to Neil Matthews, he goes, what's the Legion character? She's White and a witch. I go, I believe that's White Witch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, I was like, I like this kind of questions, Neil, where you kind of give me the answer, you know, like <laughs> softballs. Yeah, <laughs> who's the character in X Men? He's kind of like a Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> so yeah, so um, who's the character that's kind of like rock like? Who's who's helping? Uh, that's Block, and he's Block. kind of infatuated with uh, White Witch. I see. Okay, and White Witch isn't technically a member of a Legion. She might be an honorary member, am I right? But she's she's kind of like she normally thing. is. Uh, she normally well, she actually joins in Great Darkness Saga, which we covered before, right. and she's a member all the way through to the end. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm going to do? Do you realize what I'm going to do? I'm actually reading it from the Superboy all the way through. Is what I'm going to do. That's what I'm. That's my project. I'm actually. You're gonna read it from the very beginning all the way through. Not not Silver Age because I feel like we can cover a lot in the show. But I'm I, I picked up from Superboy starring the Legion, and oh. I, I've now got because you said to me why don't you read from like one nine three? Yeah, Su- Superboy. Well, I have read a bit. I've I mean I've read all the way almost to two hundred, and I've read two hundred. So once I hit two hundred, I'm just gonna keep going, and then I'm gonna hit my dream paperbacks, and I'm just gonna keep on rolling, man. Through. Yeah, awesome. You got you got some period in there that isn't my favorite, so like the Jerry Conway stuff or uh, Roy Thomas. So yeah. well, we'll have fun it. with that. Well, at the same time, though, we're going to be doing spotlights, so you know what I mean. It's not. Oh gonna, yeah, it's not going to be boring. For sure. Um. So okay. So, but just what I need you to remind me of these people who are coming to rescue White Witch. That's the original Legion, like Dawnstar's there. Um. Yeah. So she was having visions of other things. So she had a vision of some of the reboot characters and then the reboot characters in the vision were looking down on the three boot. So that might've confused you a little bit, but yeah, that's that's the original Legion. I'm just staring at uh, Dawnstar's tits, basically. Um, (laughs) She's got an impressive costume that's super sexy. And I mean, she, she might be my favorite, you know, and that's pretty much based on her breasts, but like, well, I do like the Gary Frank designs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, They're they're nice. Um, I remember, I think it was with Richard. We went to Supernova. I forget if it was Richard, it was someone. And uh, Mike Grell was there. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to meet Mike Grell and I shook his hand and just said, thanks so much uh, for all the Green Arrow because uh, I love it. And yeah. really cool guy. Um, and they were doing designs and he was talking about, uh, I, think he did a, I think he did a Legion sketch or something like as part of a mm-hmm. conference but he was talking about the legion and he was saying he might have been talking about dawnstar that he was drawing her and he just kept shifting the the costume further and further down trying to see oh, what, yeah. what, he, what he could get away with like you know it was pretty funny like he's an old guy yeah, that's like, funny. old school kind of approach and um yeah it was it was funny and they were people were loving it they were like laughing <laughs> like, everyone, awesome. everyone yeah he was just a funny guy you know he was like yeah we just kept on Making it a bit more sexy and just seeing what you know, DC would allow, and no one seemed to notice, and the fans loved it. Yeah, it's kind of like the Power Girl thing where they yes. they kept making her boobs bigger. <laughs> yeah, to see what yeah. they could get away with. Yeah, uh, cool character though. So they they're going to save her. Then um, interesting scene here: the the Legion, uh, the the Green Lantern, is kind of trying to fight a holding action against Mordru, who is a very powerful. Uh, villain, which I read about from uh, Last Sons of Krypton. There's a Mordru scene where Superboy and the Legionnaires have to hide out in the 20th century from Mordru because he's kind of basically conquered them um, in the in the future. 
Um, he's a very powerful magician. Yeah, he's uh, pretty cool. He's, you know, other than the Time Trapper, he's probably, mm. like, the number one and two most powerful Legion villains. I like him. and I mean, he's powerful enough to be causing this Green Lantern serious problems. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that Green Lantern is, his name's Ron Vidar. Yes. He was another honorary member of the Legion for years uh-huh. uh, because he helped the Legion against his father, which is Universo. Who's also in this, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it was a secret for years. Universo was revealed to be a Green Lantern before he turned into a villain. Right. And was the reason was like an early Legion mission and why Green Lanterns weren't supposed to be on Earth anymore because of Universo. Um, and then it was revealed later that Rond Vidar had a Green Lantern ring, which was a cool reveal. Cool. And um, yeah, but he's getting hammered by Modru. Um, yeah. And they're basically just on the run completely, really. Um, he's really desperate to try to get White Witch. Um, uh, he has a bit of an obsession with her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, definitely seems that way. Wildfire's doing his best. I love Wildfire. Um, Wildfire's loving he's that, that he's fighting, like, undead so he can just kill them. Um, yeah. And then there's a uh, really, uh, this is it. This is the vision I saw in my na- nightmares, the dawn of a new legion. This is White Witch talking. She flicks, and then it's like Superboy saying, I like these odds with the whole stack of basically the Legion of Supervillains there. And we see Perez has obviously done his classic Perez thing. He is very good at drawing everyone, you know, in a group shot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's pretty much all the biggest uh, Legion villains right there. Yeah. Who's the one in the... There's a lot of bizarre ones, which, I'll, which I'm dying to get to in our reads, but he's kind of like a pink sort of like worm monster in in a bubble. Oh, that is Zemir. Zemir. He looks cool. Um, yeah, he's pretty cool. I, you don't see a lot of him. He was in Eye for an Eye is what I remember him from, and I always thought he was cool looking there. And we're going to do that. You want to do that one, don't you, Eye for an Eye? Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely one you got to do. Yep, and I, I do recognize some members of the Fatal Five there. Um Yep, we yeah. got Validus, uh, Mono, or um, Validus and Therok, I see, and then Emerald Empress, Persuader. I don't see Mono. Mm. Oh, there's Mono. Yeah, they're all there. <laughs> uh, and then you've got sort of the big bads. I see, uh, what's her name, Saturn Queen? She's not Saturn yep. Girl's sister, which is what I thought. She's just another telepath from, from Titan, yeah? Yeah, well, one of the weird things is actually that when the Legion of Supervillains were first introduced, they were introduced as villains for Superman. So right. the Legion never actually met Saturn Queen. She was only ever in the adult Superman stories. Oh, right. So this really would be the first time that they're meeting Saturn. Saturn oh, okay. Queen, yeah. and, but the story doesn't labor on that, so you wouldn't know that unless you were a long time. Well, I'm guessing that Jeff Johns just didn't realize that, probably. Yeah. Because, you know. There, she is a classic member of the Legion of Supervillains, but had never actually been with all these other ones. Who's the one it's fine. who's yellow and he's got like a mace on one arm and these weird like, bitey creatures in the bottom right-hand corner? He's... Oh, that guy, that is Chameleon Chief. I see, right. Okay, so a lot of them are just, uh, you know, a Legion character, but with a different, like, Twist. name. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good, it's a, look, it's a cool picture. Oh, and I just realized, I thought that monster with the eye, the green eye, was himself, but is that a projection of the girl in the green? Sort of middle 
top middle. Oh, the green eye. Yeah, that's uh, the emerald eye. So it's like a ancient uh, artifact thing. And oh. you kind of find out in different stories that she's not so much evil so much as the eye takes control of I see. its host. But yeah. they're a match, those two. They're a pair. Yeah, those two. Okay, all right, cool. Um, yeah, okay, so then, interestingly, the Greenlander ring saying threat assessed fall back. Like, the, the, the ring's actually saying that this Superboy's killed, like, a shitload of Green Lanterns and they've, they can't beat it, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Uh, Red yeah, Sun kind of throwing back to the uh, previous, what did we say, Sinestro Core War? Yeah, and um, the weakness powers fade under Red Sun. Red Sun's within current Sector Zero. And then Modro's basically like, who dares disturb Modro? And then Superboy, who's a real dickhead, says, who dares question my dare? Like, he comes across like a real idiot, actually. Yeah, he's pretty childish. Yeah, he's a childish <laughs> I'm a, I love him, but I get why people don't like him. I don't like him, and, and I also... I don't particularly love the retconning of crises in general. Do you know what I mean? I, I felt that's where DC, I think I said to you, started to eat itself a little bit. Like, they started to get a bit... Yeah. And unfortunately, Superboy's just... He's kind of the dupe for that. Do you know what I mean? He's kind of the character they used to title together. So I never really enjoyed it. In terms of his power levels and stuff, I think he's an interesting villain. But his kind of bratty attitude makes yeah. him, him, to me, less threatening than... I don't know. Yeah, I think he's more interesting, like in an Infinite Crisis, where you can see that he maybe is really trying to do the right thing, whether or not for selfish reasons. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of like, just doesn't have that control that Superman does and yeah. goes down a really dark path. But, you know, I think maybe the thing to like about Superboy Prime isn't even so much the character, but the great stories he's been tied to, Infinite Crisis, yeah. Sinestro War, and this one, you know, that's yeah, three home true. runs. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Um, and someone's got to be the bad guy, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, and then basically we flash back to Metropolis um, and they're basically lightning lads making a very fucking decent point about you really want to redeem Superboy Prime and he's like going off at Superman um, who, who lectures him on his language, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Something that's interesting here is uh, you see Lightning Lass and Timberwolf together mm. And a lot of times you think of them as like a classic comic book couple, but really, uh, if you remember back in Great Darkness Saga, they broke back, they broke up way back in uh, Great Darkness Saga, and right. Lightning Lass actually falls in love with Shrinking Violet eventually. So it's just interesting that earlier in this John stuff, it seems like he keeps pairing those two together. Yeah. When really you would put her together with Shrinking Violet, and that's kind of what Levitz does after this even. Oh. Oh, right. Well, she had a lesbian relationship. Yeah, they're... Uh, yeah, lesbians. I, did, I think that... I did not know that. Kind of first gets teased in the early Levitt stuff and then right. goes through to the five years later stuff. Right, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so there, there's like... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's there's the thing about, like, Polar Boys can't believe they're having that conversation about killing Superboy Prime and then Cosmic Boy's like, we're not Polar Boy, not ever. Not now. Understand? And it's like, um, whatever. Um, Flashing forward to... uh, Basically, they're trying to escape um, with White Witch. And does Dawnstar... Oh, no, White Witch creates the portal and Dawnstar kind of, like, can get, like, a... She opens a Stargate and then Dawnstar can guide them through. Is that what happens? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, she's like the sort of tracker. 
Um, do they all get through? No, the Green Lantern stays, doesn't he? He sacrifices himself. Yeah. And he, he really never was, like, a full-fledged member up until, like, now. Yeah. So it's not like he was, like, a huge loss. But We know Jeff Johns loves his Green Lantern scenes. For sure. But it, it was kind of an organic way. Yeah. Uh, we talked earlier how Superboy Prime had fought Green Lantern's Superboy and Impulse, and mm. all three of those have these ties to the Legion, which is pretty cool that he was able to do that. Yeah. I've got a question for you. Brainiac 5's hair, not a fan. Do you think that was just there to differentiate him from the other Brainiac who would look exactly like him if he had a haircut? <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, I don't right. remember. I know in uh, Gary Frank's story, I think he also had long hair, though. Yes, he did. He did. But, like, in general, Brainiac 5, even in classic days, doesn't have long hair that I can remember. Yeah, generally not, yeah. Um, so they're all arguing. There's There's a lot of stuff going on here. Cosmic Boy's kind of saying, I've given up my life, my relationship, so you don't have to. I have to pull the Legion back together, Garth. It's too important. Uh, I won't let Which is go. awkward. I don't know if you noticed, but Night Girl standing there, that's his kind of like long-time yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, and he's just kind of like, yeah, I've given up my life, my relationships. And she's like, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, he, Taking it all in. Yeah, she, she, yeah, he's just like, I'm super focused on work, love. I can't you know, give myself to this relationship. Um, I find her costume kind of weird um, with the cutouts there on the chest. Yes. And then the owl symbol, you know, this seems kind of like a Hooters joke, you know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't pick that up, but it's a good pickup. Um, yeah. So which one is she? Is she the, the one in black? Yeah, so she was actually also a sub. Her and Polar Boy were kind of like the main subs and then polar boy joined the legion back in the 80s but for night girl she didn't join until this jeff john stuff now that i'm looking at that costume it is an odd choice because that could easily be a nipple you know yeah like it's, i think you've got to be careful how you draw that costume <laughs> yeah it's it's just an odd it's a weird costume like it's like it's almost like she wants to go topless really and uh, <laughs> i don't know like it's 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 just a funny one like you know, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, and then, yeah, so uh, we see Green Lantern basically just getting hammered, um, and they're opening up Stargates all over the place. The, what's happening here? Oh, it's, I see. Green Lantern's fighting the Legion of Supervillains, and he's trying to put up a bit of a good fight. Um, yeah, he refracts Lazon, who's like a laser villain. Um, but then, yeah, they kind of get the best on of them. Yeah, like Saturn Queen's pretty evil and just pretty fucking sick, and then, and then uh, unfortunately he runs into Superboy Prime, who really hates Green Lanterns. Um, yep. And Universo's there, and I do not care about the boy Saturn Queen. I only want what's rightfully mine. I want the ring. Um, and what yeah. happens then? Um, does he get the ring? No. No. Uh, he's uh, Rond spits on him and. He breaks his neck, and then the ring, he's yes. about to take it, but it, like, flies away to find a new... That would always uh, happen with the ring, though, regardless of what happened. From what I know of Green Lanterns, if the Green Lantern dies, uh, I don't know what happens if you just take the ring off them and they're living, I guess. Maybe you can do that. Um, but if you kill the Green Lantern, the ring just flies away to the next person. Yeah, exactly. But uh, if he'd taken the ring off him, could he have worn the ring? Maybe, I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, he was a Green Lantern before, so... Yeah, but now he's not worthy, is he? Well, it's really not about worthiness so much as it is willpower, you know? Okay. Uh, I think. But then why wouldn't the ring fly to him if it was willpower? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the point I is guess you're right. Yeah, I guess that is part of it. I thought I it's scanned for sort of, a, maybe not worthiness, but like for a compatible person or something, you know? Yeah, well, like Hal Jordan was, you know, the most able to overcome fear or whatever. Yes. Anyway, the point of the story is the ring flies off, um, and then the green... Oh, well, sorry. I guess here they state later that it's because Mogo, who's the big Earth or planet Green Lantern, is supposed to guide them to their next host. Right. And he is dead, so... Yeah, so they, they just basically fly to that planet and just there's a whole pile of them. Um, yeah, exactly. We find out later in the story. Uh, Modro is like super powerful, um, basically. Um, he, he tries to cast his spells on Superboy, but Superboy just like magic always tickles. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then and then he, he gives he gives Modro a lantern ring, but he, then he inscribes it with the S. Yep. Uh, not Which a lantern is... ring, a legion ring, I guess, is it? I don't know. What it is. But it's a ring of some sort that he inscribes with an S. I think they just got their own yep. rings. I think they've all got their own ring. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I guess looks, so. Saturn Queen seems to have a ring as well. Yeah, I don't remember if they did in the past, but they it's do. It's kind of cute. They've got a kind of clubhouse now, and they've got their own rings. Like they're really investing in this concept. Um, yeah, they're really just an evil version of the Legion. <laughs> exactly. They should hold meetings and vote for their leader. Um, but it's <laughs> it's like a rigged election, so Superboy's always the leader. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and then there's the repercussions when they get because White Witch has got them back, and she's really struggling, and um, and and Lightning Lad's like, you still think we can give this kid a conscience? Yeah, after he killed a legionnaire. Yeah, um, yeah. And he says, or better yet, Cal, do you really want to? Exactly. Um, and then Brainiac brings up the lightning rod from yes. the Great Lightning Saga. He's like, you might have, actually, I'm disappointed to see when he brought that. When they brought that thing up, they should have had an asterisk that was going as seen in Super, as, uh, as seen in the Lightning Saga, you know? Yeah, that would be good. I don't think they really do that as much anymore, but... Uh, but that's not a plus. That would be appreciated. Not, that would be appreciated. That would be an easy way to sell another book, and I think that would have yeah. been a good idea, DC, frankly. I think they should. Um, yeah, I think they should do it. We then see the Green Lantern uh, ring go to all the other Green Lanterns, and we see someone catch it, so we know there's someone on that planet, and then he just throws the ring away. That's, yep. not, that's not revealed at this point. Um, we then go to Happy Harbour on Rhode Island. Uh, an old, um, uh, what do you call it, base for Justice League um, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, the first one. The first one. And what's, what's he trying to find here? So this is from Justice League uh, number, I don't know, like 19. Mm. Whenever the Justice League first makes contact with the Justice Society, they use like a crystal ball. Oh, right, okay. Yes, right, the classic, the classic crisis on multiple worths or whatever. Yeah, so it's kind of cool that Jeff Johns is taking that where they first kind of crossed over and using that for being a way that they're able to cross over with the other Legionnaires here. That is cool, actually. That, that's actually a neat piece of uh, digging into the past for 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 yeah. a story. Yeah, that's good actually. Yeah. Good work. And he got to show the Happy Harbor trophies, yes. which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. 
and he's complaining about the filing system and stuff. Um, yeah, Snapper Car, your favorite. Yes, yeah, Snapper Car, you fucking idiot, Snapper Car. And um, and then we get um, there's a mission going on here. Uh, we really should tell Superman what we're doing. It feels wrong keeping it from him. The Legion has wasted enough time arguing Polar Boy, and so they're sending them back to the 21st century. And who's the team? I see Wildfire, I see Dawnstar, Polar Boy. They're all going back. Yeah, we kind of have capture. four teams. Uh, we have the one going back in time. We have one getting the crystal ball. Mm-hmm. We have one going to Oa, and then we have one, or maybe it's Mogo. And then we also have Superman and his team going out to fight the villains. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yep, and then we see here, I'm just looking, we see Dream Girl. Oh, is it not Dream Girl? It's White Witch, isn't it? Because Dream Girl's not in the storyline, is she? Yeah, she's one of the... They said earlier there was some missing Legionnaires. Uh, they're back in the 20th century helping with planet Krypton stuff. Okay. Though I don't think Dream Girl's with them, so I don't know where she is, but she's, she's not in here. Um, but, okay, I didn't realize that. that, that I, I When I read this, I, I, I didn't realize that, that they were using that same crystal ball that was used in like the original... You know, just league JSA crossovers. That's cool. And then, yeah. and then Brainiac's going. It's working. I'm a genius. And then you see all the Legion turn up. That's pretty fucking cool. And we see Gates there going. Grief. Where the Sprock are we now? Um, yeah, that's. They blew up the Crystal Ball. Yes, it's bad. We have no way to return them to home. Well, some of them weren't home in the first place. Point to the fact that some of them were basically lost in limbo. Um. Which is a yep, really kind of odd way for the Legion to have wound up in the first place. Like, what a shit ending. Like, It is kind of a sad ending. Um, Jeff Johns helped write that story, though, so I don't know if he had this idea kind of percolating or not. But I guess the good thing with know. Limbo is they're not dead and you can always bring them out of Limbo, but it just seems like a really lazy storytelling, you know, ending for a, for a run, you know? It kind of does for characters that were around for ten years. Yeah, we, we, we can't quite decide what to do with them, so we'll just do this, and I don't know, it just, I don't know, I, I guess they redeem the story. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we'll have to read that one someday, see how yeah, it goes. happy to. Um, then we, I really love it when we start seeing, like, all the different versions. He's like, I am Brainiac 5, but I am Brainiac 5, and then, and then he's like, you're a, you're a short version of Brainiac 5. Yeah, and there's also the three-boot version. There's always this thing about how it was, like, a youthful revolution, Right. So that one kind of clashes with the adult Brainiac. Um, yeah. He says, are you joking, uh, Grandpa? Right, so that isn't the one with the spots on his face. The one with the spots on the face is the reboot, and he's yes. kind of like the nicest of the three. Yeah, he's the nicest one, yeah. The one with the dots on his chest is the one from the three boot. Yeah, and he's a, yeah, he's, he's a little bit of a punk. Um, For sure. Yeah, but he's, he's interesting. I like the Brainiacs. Um, and then we flash forward to, we see Sunboy looking out and there's all these fireworks and he's saying at least there's a fire somewhere and Superboy is fighting Superman. Yeah, it seems like a weird comment for him to make, you know, like yeah. he's total burnout now. He doesn't even care. He's drinking and you know when someone's drinking in comics that it's never, it's never good. You That's know? true. You're, they're always, it's always the implication is they're just hooked on alcohol and, you know, they're just, they're just going down a bad path. Um, Superboy Prime, um, pretty powerful here, really turning the heat up. A pretty cool image of a monster. I don't know, it's kind of like one of those, um, Sinestro core monsters, like the sort of dinosaur. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think that's supposed to be a chameleon chief again. Pretty cool. Um, the S is my symbol now, Superman. 
Uh, meanwhile, the guys arrive at the... Uh, where are they? They're at the centre of the universe at Oa, and they come to Sodom Yat, the last of the Guardians of the Universe. And I found he was interesting, and that's actually the end of the issue. Um, I read a bit into his history, and he's kind of been evil at times, or at least an anti-hero at times, and, and has sins... Um, you know, he's, mm. he's not an overly simple heroic character, which is why he's kind of uh, minding the rings rather than using the rings. Like, he doesn't trust himself with the ring's power. Yeah, he uh, was actually a uh, Alan Moore creation. Alan okay. Moore did a, a story about the Blackest Night that he was teasing about like the darkest time for the green lanterns and he was introduced there and then jeff johns took that and built on it and did oh. his green lantern run and then sodam yacht came back but that. he's from uh Daxium, which is the same planet as monel oh so he's very powerful without a ring yep yep mm-hmm. okay cool um yeah well that's interesting so that's kind of the 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 finale of that one um we then see he's burying um this is the final time I must bury an officer of the corps. Um, yeah, and it's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of a I, I thought it was it was really well done. And yeah, he he's immortal. He's watched every Green Lantern die. I've watched all the people I've ever cared about die. I've been alone for centuries. You wouldn't understand. But he's talking to Monel, who does completely understand. Was, oh, yeah, that's the, a good point. In the Phantom Zone, he's kind of like, well, actually, I was in the Phantom Zone for a thousand years because Superboy fucked me one time. You know, <laughs> Superboy tried to prank me, and you know, I got stuck in the Phantom Zone forever. That is kind of interesting. They're both 20th century heroes, and they've both been around for a thousand years, and both from Daxam. So it's like, yeah. uh, you guys go to school together, or what? Yeah, just, yeah you, you guys like lunch mates. Um, you know, date the same girl, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but then we see kind of... Uh, I didn't really enjoy it. A, a different variation on the Green Lantern Corps Oath. Um, wasn't a big fan of this guy kind of freestyling the oath. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, maybe it's supposed to have evolved throughout time, but... But it didn't evolve very well. Let those who try to stop what's right... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly... I don't know, I just, felt, <laughs> I just felt it wasn't as good. I was like, Jeff Johns, this wasn't your best day at the office when you no. decided to remodel the oath. Like, why fix it if it ain't broke, Jeff, you know? That's true. You wanted to try it out in the Legion before he put out, brought it in the Green Lantern, yeah, I guess. Exactly, yeah. Try it out in the Legion book with some random <laughs> Green Lantern no one's ever heard of outside of Alan Moore fans. Um, and then, yeah, and then we, we just see, like, Superboy Prime just absolutely cutting loose, you know, with his fucking heat vision. Um, it is kind of <laughs> cool to see, actually. I know people complain Superman being evil, but, but Superboy Prime, like, he uses his powers, like, to the fullest extent. You know, so he's yeah, like a and, full-on uh, baddie. Yeah, we've seen him in, like, Infinite Crisis where he's, like, walking through battlefields and then just grab somebody and tear them in half or, you know, crazy stuff like that. Punch somebody's head off. Yeah, he's nuts. I guess it does point to how much Superman controls himself, you know? Yeah, for sure. I wish we had more... How can I say? I'm reading all this Bronze Age Superman. He's so fucking powerful. You know what I mean? Like... He he just does shit all the time, like even just casually. Like it's not it's not even it, Superman in the Bronze Age doesn't even always use his powers in battle. He just uses them all the time to fly through fucking time, super speed, do everything, super thinks, super. He's super everything. Like he you you read him and you're like, wow, he's kind of invincible. 
Um, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, unfortunately, a people a lot of times say that they can't relate to him, even when he's you know the powered down version. Well, I, I say those people you know need to relax and just enjoy it because it's gold. You know. Oh, I agree. It's total agree. gold. Like, like I hate the fact he can't fly through. Now that I know that he used to just fly through time, I'm like, I like it. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought they made that up in the movie, but I'm like, actually, he could do that in the comics. You know? Oh, yeah, I forgot they did that in the movie, too. It, it's so controversial in the movie, but, like, in the comics, he could do it as well. He's always like, I'm going to fly back to prehistoric times, and he just, like, starts boom, 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 and he's back. Okay. Yeah, in the movie, that was almost like... It was significant that he had to fly yes. around the Earth specifically, yes. which I always thought was weird. Yes, and yeah, it's a big moment for him. You know, it's a big moment in the movie. It's kind of funny actually because it's like, <laughs> well, what matters really? You know. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, there's a big fight scene. I don't know if we need to go into too much detail, but basically, Superboy Prime yeah. is just basically just annihilating people here, and he really um, Kal-el tries to get through to him. You remember your parents, don't you? From what I know, they were as loving and supportive as my adoptive parents. And then he blows a hole in Superman's hand with his heat vision, which is pretty badass. It's pretty intense. And he, and and tries to freeze him with the cold breath. Don't call me Clark. Yeah. That's a geek name. I didn't love this kind of dialogue, but as you say, this is supposed to be the whiny fanboy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I he, get that. Uh, he goes by Kal-El only. Yeah, I mean, I, I find it funny at times, but I can see where it'd be kind of annoying too, and sometimes it really just doesn't land even for me. Yeah. Um, there's fighting going on. Um, one character's saying he's unbreakable. Uh, is it... T- who is... Oh, I see. You're said to have unbreakable bones, Tusker, but there is no such thing as unbreakable. Okay. And um, <laughs> not to me. Who's fighting there? Is that Karate Kid? It's the second Karate Kid, who I always thought was, you know... Not as cool as the first one. Oh. And he was never really, like, a member too oh. much. Um, but here they say that he was a member, and then he gets killed by Radiation Roy. Yes, Radiation Roy, a big fan of his work from Superman and the Legion. I quite like his design. He just annihilates yeah. him. And then um, we have Earth Boy, uh, who's kind of playing second banana or third banana here, but was a big factor in Superman and the Legion. But he's very much yeah. just part of the unit here. He's actually a bigger deal going forward, too, because um, the United Planets actually makes him a member of the Legion in the next volume when they get the next number one. Are you kidding? Uh, He gets a Green Lantern ring. Um, Earthman. It's not a great story. Who wrote that piece of shit? That was Paul Levitz. Oh, right, because it was the New 52, yeah? Uh, No, it was the volume before the New 52. He had, like, a year... Right. On the book before the New 52. I see, right. Yeah, the, to yeah. me, they're the years that I don't really care about. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's kind of rough after this, honestly. Yeah, that's a shame. Dude, I guess they brought yeah. Paul Levitz thinking they're going to bring back the gold, but Paul Levitz was probably yeah. kind of phoning it out, you know? Like yeah, there's a few things I could point you to that are pretty good that we should try to get to, but yeah, sure. uh, not that much. Well, we'll go by your recommendations. Uh, the fight the Actually. fight goes on. It's a pretty cool fight. Um and with great visuals. I can see George Perez has given a lot to this book. Um, like, it's great visually, you know? Um, it's some of yeah, my favourite sure. George Perez stuff, really. I, I'm no expert on George Perez, but I, I like it a lot. I think it's cool. 
Um, yeah, with inks by I think his name is Scott Koblish or Koblish, um, and I think he ends up doing a lot of the heavy lifting in the the fifth issue. Mm. I think George Perez might have had to step away. Right. Then you see a classic here. Is it blocked? You kill in the name of the White Witch Modru, but would you die for her? Would you die for anyone? I love it when people twist that, you know? Um, yeah. You know, you said you will die for me, but will you live for me? That kind of style. Um, yeah, it doesn't really make a, a lot of sense. It's not a super great argument, but whatever. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's more just a dialogue sort of thing. Yeah. And, uh, Burn, and Modru no. and Superboy Prime are kind of bitching at each other. Nice of you to rejoin the battle, Superboy. It's my battle, and this is my legion. Yeah. Whatever, um, and they're they're kind of beating them really, and um, then it comes down to Superman, and uh, Superman could beat Superboy Prime, I think, if he unleashed. You know, well, uh, Superboy Prime is also wearing that armor, which uh, takes in sunlight and increases his powers even more. I see. Or, or uh, either that, or it made him resistant to red sunlight. I forget what. Might it have was. made sense for Superman to strap on some armor if he was going to go in a battle. Like Batman would put on his armor if he was going into fight like a superpower. You know. Yeah, like Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Yeah, it might have made sense, Superman. Like if the other guy's powering up, wearing armor, you wear armor as well. If the other guy's bringing a knife to a knife fight, you bring a knife. You know. Yeah, especially when they just left it at the museum, apparently, because that's where he got it from, which didn't make a lot of sense. Superman sometimes not the cleverest of fighters, though. You know, sometimes, you know, just doesn't really think and hasn't prepared. But luckily, <laughs> uh, there's a good scene here. Help, what kind of help? Long live the Legion. And it's like, it's like all the Legion. It's like yeah. all the different variations. And there's good um, art here where you see three versions of the same character in some instances. Um, yeah, and then also instances where you can't like Pharaoh Lad is here from the reboot but unfortunately is still dead in the original version so it's kind of cool to have him around I always like that character yeah for sure for sure um and that's a big moment and I do like that the is it ultra boy in the sort of red and with a green symbol yeah so he's the one that has the powers of Superman, but can only use them one at a time. I love how, like, the three of them are, like, all best buddies and they're all, like, shouting together and stuff. Yeah, there's a fun scene after that where uh, his, you know, usual girlfriend, Phantom Girl, she says, is that what Joe looks like when he's grown up? Ultraman is hot. Yeah. Actually, he still goes by Ultra Boy. That is so adorable. <laughs> yeah, I like that as well. That was a good scene. Um... And then we have a here a moment where Earthman's saying like, "Don't take it personally. I hate all aliens." <laughs> that was, uh, that yeah. was good. The, and one guy's like, "The Legion. They've created clones or some kind of duplicates." And it's like, "Yeah, it's a bit more than that, mate." Um, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Like it's it's like you say, they're kind of used for a bit of comedy almost. But there are some good moments like where you've got like, "I'm Garth Rance. You're Garth Rance." albeit from another universe, Lightning Lad. Um, and you recognize that he's in uh, Element, Element Lad's yes. body, right? Which which someone at some point changes. I forget who, but puts him back in the proper body of Lightning Lad. I forget who does that, but someone does. Um, uh, yeah, they use the lightning rod for that. Brainiac right. 5 does. Okay, yeah, that, well, that was cool. I really like the Brainiac on Brainiac scenes. You know, like, I, I think there's, it, it's really kind of fun and clever, and I think it really sort of pivots it nicely. Um, yeah, that's, like, the one place where I feel like we really get to see that yes. uh, dynamic shine. I think otherwise it could have got a bit confusing. Uh, like, you could do it, but I don't know. You could have done it more, 
I guess, but he chose Brainiac as the as the primary one for that. Um, yeah, and you have to remember it's only five issues. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And something that I guess I should start mentioning is I kind of feel like this is a better Jeff Johns comic at times than it is a Legion comic. Yes. Because he brings so much in that isn't even really that important to the Legion that much. I mean, there's Green Lanterns, yes. and there's a couple things that end up happening later where I don't think you would have expected something like that in a Legion book. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I think Jeff Johns is doing a bit of playing in his own corner of the DC universe. You know, he's playing with some of the, you know, Jeff Johns oh, is yeah. kind of pretty instrumental at this period in DC in setting up a lot of the storylines. So he's probably paying off some of his own stories, I think, a bit. Which is Sure, and I'm a huge nice. Johns fan, so I don't mind. But I just, when I'm being objective as sure. like a Legion fan, yes. you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I imagine, look, one thing I get, I know I'm a very light Legion fan, although I'm really loving it, I get that there'd be some people out there who this wouldn't be their cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? Because it probably doesn't honour the members they love in the best way possible because he's dealing with such a large ensemble that he's sort of doing a shorthand version. I get, and I do understand that, and, like, there'd be guys out there and girls out there who go, we want 100 issues of this, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's a, there's a deeper story that could be told, but we've still got to deal with the sort of A and B plots and all that stuff. And now we have them going back to the 20th century. Remind me, what were they doing in the 20th century? Oh, that's right. They were going back to... I thought they were going back to get original Superboy. I was getting really excited. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just, for some reason, I thought, oh, sweet, they're going to get original Superboy, you know. But no, they're going back for Lex. And it's interesting because they go into the bedroom and it says, today is the day Lex Luthor starts losing his hair. Um, and I was like, what does that even mean? But they just want the DNA. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see a big reveal with that later. Mm. Uh, I did think it was funny how uh, Wildfire still gives Polar Boy uh, shit about being a sub. He says, well, why'd Brainy put a sub like you in charge anyway, Polar Boy? I thought this was important. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Wildfire. He, he doesn't mind throwing out a few comments, you know. Um, it's a bit harsh. It's harsh, but it's banter. You know, it's a bit of banter in the, yeah. in the, in the team. Like, yeah, Polar Boy's got to know his place. Um, yeah, they got a good dynamic. Yeah, and uh, I like here, you must be this world's lightning ladder. You from the planet Winneth too? And he's like, it's pronounced Wineth, not Winneth. And it's like, okay, so we're getting into the little fights here. And then we see the transmutation where... Oh, that's right, because this version of Lightning Ads is called Livewire, right? Yeah, yeah, the reboot version. So this is the reboot version that sacrificed himself at the end of Legion Lost, but then came back in the body of Element Lad, yeah? Correct. Yeah, okay, cool. And when he comes back, for whatever reason, he still has his like yes. robot arm, which I thought was kind of funny. That's kind of, is kind of funny. And then there's a scene, why don't we hug like that anymore? Because um, Livewire is hugging his sister, and then... She says, "Why don't we hug like that anymore?" And then he's like, "When's the last moment we had a mo- last time we had a moment to?" Could that be a meta comment? Do you think? Like, I not, don't know. I, I just when I read that, I thought, could that be a comment on the Legion hasn't had a book with the original team, so they could even yeah. have those moments? You know, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't I think just, about it that way. It, My well, only thought I, was like, "You guys could hug right now." Yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought that as well. But then I thought maybe that's a comment from Jeff Johns on the fact that the original Legion was kind of like missing in action for more than a decade, you know? Yeah, that's a cool, cool idea. Yeah. I didn't really think of it that way. I like it. Yeah, thanks. And, um, yeah, so anyway, and then um, then it got a bit confusing. There was a lot of stuff about the Tornado Twins. Uh, there was all this Flash stuff that came out of nowhere, like, 
and I was confused. Yeah. Like, I was, I was like, why the fuck is Flash suddenly all over this book? Um, yeah, so basically the Tornado Twins, uh, the Flash went to the 30th century to retire, and he had kids, which were the Tornado Twins. Which Flash? And I think which Flash? Uh, well, Barry Allen, okay. right before Crisis. So I think the point of this was oh, to right. say, because they're trying to establish that this reboot team mm. takes place on a different Earth. Well, then how did mm. Barry Allen's granddaughter get there? And they wanted her to still be like his legitimate granddaughter. But they were like, sometimes so, when you travel through the mul- travel through time, you travel in the multiverse, which was kind of cool. Well, yeah, and they kind of had this whole other encounter with the Legion of Three Worlds where you can see, like, it was back when the original Legion were still in the Silver Age, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, that's um, right. And it was it was referenced that they'd all met before. And I Googled it, and it was actually a thing when I said that the, the – the meeting that, that they're referring to, Jeff Jones is referring to in Legion of Three Worlds, was never published or written. It was potentially planned, but it was never published by DC. So yeah, there exactly. is there is no issue where they all meet up before, you know. Yeah. Published. Yeah, I wish there was. Hmm. Um, but yeah, but uh, then it says that they actually the Tornado Twins uh, leave their regular Earth and fleet to Earth 247 to get away from Reverse Flash. Which, I would like uh, with Jeff Johns to do an OGN of that. Uh, oh, meeting. me too. Well, and, like, why not? It could be kind of a bottle episode. You know, like, he, I'm sure he... The guy's, you know, I mean, he's got time on his side. I know he's busy, but I think that would be a love letter to the fans. You could do the original designs of the Silver Age Legion, you know? Oh, yeah, I'd love it. I'd, I'd love it. You could even do it in a Silver Age style with Silver Age art, but have the other people in it as well. Do it. I, I, I yeah, we don't imagine. get much else on this, but I think there's a short little Starman story that he does mm-hmm. as a backup in JSA that has a little bit more about how they created this costume for Starboy in order to, like, uh, it's like a guide to the multiverse or something. Okay. Um, then we had... Um, more fighting. Um, I don't care what Legion you're from. I hate Legion. Like, that's uh, Superboy Prime talking. Um, so without his armor, he's vulnerable to red sunlight. I missed that on the first try. I, I didn't see... I didn't uh, really know why he was wearing that armor, but it's as you say, it's, it stores up... Um, what does it do? It prevents, it prevents red sunlight from sapping his power, basically. Yeah, exactly. He stores, like, other sunlight. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, good idea. Well, why doesn't Superman wear that? You know? I don't know. Like, come on, Superman. I forget where they came from. I know he wore it in Infinite Crisis. But you could tear it off his body. You could tear off his dead body. (laughs) That's true. Um, Yeah, yeah, and then we see a pretty interesting... I was confused by this power where he goes, "Um, I'll I'll hold him in check with a little kryptonite. No, him. I won't let them bring back him. What power does Superboy have that he can just make people kind of explode off him. I don't understand what power that is. Uh, my assumption was that they were all... You can see, like, back a few panels that he... Uh, they were all on him. They were all grabbing him, so I think he just kind of, like... Okay, so he exploded the armor and, and, then, and the recoil kind of let them all... Because I'm kind of like... Well, I thought it was just, like, his strength. You know, he's just, like, flexing. He's like, ah! Yeah, but, like, Superman? Superman couldn't keep a grip? That's, yeah, that's a good like, point. I'm just like, Superman couldn't keep a grip? I, I, I felt like that was Superman's worst day at the office, you know? I mean, especially when you've got uh, Andromeda there, who's another Daxamite. 
Yeah. And so I'm saying, Valor, like, what, what kind of power levels are we dealing with here? Like, Superman couldn't couldn't hold on. Superman, who we all know can will himself to feats greater than his, you know, reduced power levels post crisis. Um, as you said, a Daxamite. Um, if it was two Daxamites. If it was I forgot Superboy, to tell you earlier when you asked about Andromeda, the girl with the star yes. on her chest, she's also from Daxam. Yeah. It, look, it's it's outrageous. Uh, OP from this stupid Superboy Prime. It really annoys me that Superman's not really... I don't feel Superman's at his best in this arc, you know? Um, That's fair. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, he doesn't really, like, have all that much to do. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like they want him there, but they don't want him there, you know? Um, But I I guess it's a Legion story, but then you should have had Superboy. You should have had the original Superboy there instead of Superman, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, Jeff Johns, there's a note. You know, if I was his editor... take Take back a point. Take back a half point. point. That's, that's exactly. It's, point. It, it, it's a half point. It's a half point off. It's a half okay. point off for me. Um, remember Stuart, uh, Captain Marvel, nine point five out of ten. Yeah. I was like, really? Okay. All right. Um, I was like, not not a perfect score. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, so the fight continues. Um, I'm looking here. I quite like this Gates character talking to Brainiac. Um, well, you skipped over Superboy kills another legionary. He kills Sunboy. But yes, anyway, but go. not the real Sunboy. <laughs> he kills the fake Sunboy. Yeah, the three boot one, and then the real one is like you know starting to stir into action. He's starting to stir right. into action. He just killed Sunboy, and he feels it when he kills him. Sunboy feels it in his chest. Yep, I exactly. like it because it's a real rocky moment. Like he's starting to get serious, isn't he? He's starting to yeah. shadow box almost. Starting and, to hear the eye of the tiger. Yeah, you started exactly. It's starting to pump up a little bit. I like this Gates character. I like the design. I like the attitude. Um, yeah, Gates and XS are the two that seem to be ones that he wanted to keep around or highlight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we had I forget who she is, but this granddaughter or whatever of the Flash is trying to do something with the. Oh, that's XS. X, bad name. Real bad name. Like, you said Mark Wade, just X and S. Like, what was he fucking smoking that day? Yeah, she's a cool character, though. I think uh, you would like her in the reboot stuff just if we were get around too much. Just a bad name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, she, she's on the thing. <laughs> I like that she's on the treadmill. I've always got a lot of time for the treadmill. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's it's great. And um, what are they trying to do, actually? Like, I'm not even sure what they're trying to do. They oh, they're are trying, trying to bring back. They're to... trying to bring back um, someone. Bring back, yeah. And I thought, I stupidly thought it was going to be Connor Kent, but it's Bart Allen and Impulse. And I was like, "What the hell is this guy doing here?" I was so confused when he appeared. I was like, "Where does this guy come from?" <laughs> yeah, he's never really been a member, but you weren't, I don't think, aware of the connection that he had with. Excess. No, um, and he's also appeared with the Legion quite a few times. I yeah, don't well, think he's a really it, number. It, it makes more sense then. It, then I understand it. I just didn't. I, I know of him, but I know of him from the nineties. You know what I mean? Like I know of him sort of as impulse, basically. But at least, yeah, I, exactly. At least I recognised him. Uh, then we have the sort of tormented story in the next issue of Starman, who's basically mad as a hatter. Um, and yeah, he's he's trying to bring back. Connor Kent. Yes, he's at the grave. 
Yep, I mean, they leave it kind of a secret here. They mm. cover up the name with Shadow, but... but you yep. do see Kent there. He's digging him up. He's digging him up. In the meantime, in the future, the fight just continues. Like, it's it's pretty full on. Um, well, worth noting is that Superman's dad, Pa Kent, died right around this time, so some people might have thought uh, it was uh, him. Well, yeah, unfortunately, Pa Kent wouldn't have been much use in this fight. No, that's true. <laughs> um, pa Kent, on his best day, would have got annihilated on this in this fight. Um... I do like that we saw the tuning fork of the crisis turn up. Um, am I right? Yeah, where was that? In, uh, I don't see that. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but in issue four, um, mm-hmm. on about the sixth page, they say, looks like Brainy's playing mad scientist again, Saturn Girl says it, and the tuning fork of the crisis turns up. Do you see it? Uh, no, that's actually the Legion headquarters. Oh, because I, re- I thought that was a tuning fork of the crisis, and I started to go, okay, we're... What's that gonna? What's gonna happen here? But all right, so that's the Legion headquarters. Okay, so yeah. I, I yeah. just didn't. Know it, it's close though. Yeah, it does look very similar. Um, yeah, and then we see Bart Allen's Kid Flash. Really, I, I loving it. Like, he's really using his powers nicely here. You know. Um, yeah, and it was cool because in Inf- Infinite Crisis, he was kind of uh, he had a really pivotal moment mm. with a lot of character growth where he was facing Superboy Prime. It's cool. I like him. I've always liked him. Uh, he gets yeah. to hug, uh, is it his sister? The ex-ex? His cousin. His cousin, okay, it's cool. Um, you actually, he's doing like an Aladdin take, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Tom live his piece. You actually died, well, kind of. And then I liked it when the guy calls him Impuke. That was actually kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we do see the lightning sort of team of all the lightning lad and lightning lasses um, really mm-hmm. really hammering uh, Superboy Prime, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. Who do we just resurrect? We just reconstitute a part of Granny, Barry Allen's grandson. Um, so it's kind of cool. As you say, it is a bit of a Jeff Johns flash moment almost, really, this part, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, paying I mean, off yeah. uh, his flash run. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. And... I'm just looking here, looking through. Green Lantern appears, and it's the Green Lantern wearing all, like multiple rings on each on each hand. He's got like yep. five rings on each hand, and he's like fully powered up, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I like um, Superman. But but Alan, how time travel law? And it's like yeah, whatever. Um, thank Brainy <laughs> Cal. It's Kid Flash, apparently back from the dead. Like, come on, Supes, you're just gonna have to go with the flow here, you know? Yeah. Like keep a- up. Oh, yeah, keep thousand up, years Supes. in the future. Yeah. Hey, maybe Soup's like fucking stop asking so many questions and get in there and fight, you know? Yeah, and when you're at it, you know, when you get back, go look into the whole Monel thing. Yeah, yeah, know? get look into that. <laughs> hey, remember that Clark Kent in another universe was you who just caused a lot of death. So have a good think about <laughs> that. Have a good think about like, who you really are inside, Superman. Um, then a part that really confused me, you're, when it looks like they're going to win... Suddenly, this hand pops up in the middle of nowhere. You're right, Superman. There are higher forces watching you from afar. And I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" And um, but then I remembered. They go. They they spell it out. They go, "Time Trapper," and he says, "Legion." And yeah, and that, then I was remembered because at the beginning of the issue, we had the Time Trapper on his world. You know, thinking evil thoughts, and he actually yeah retrieved Superboy Prime from. Yes. Uh, Limbo, yeah. And I think it's really interesting. He does the classic thing. He takes the three founders and Superman, who was, you know, obviously the, the 
you know, sort of the central character who got introduced to Legion. So those original people are all brought forward into um, outside the time stream or the end of time, wherever it is. I thought that was really cool, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. It's like back to the creation of the original team and you just see how vast his powers are. And I've got stuff I want to talk about there because I think it's really interesting. But in the meantime, we have old Sunboy. I don't want the ring. My passion is gone. My powers are gone. I'm burnt out. And then you see his eyes flash with a bit of fire. I like that a lot. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. You know, like, you're starting to see some boy... You're realising he's going to be a big player in the final act, you know? Yeah, he's getting the fire back. Yeah. Um, you did skip over another Legionnaire died, Kinetics. She was a reboot member, anyway. I just yeah. thought we should memorialise her real quick. Memorialise her, but memorialise her in a minor footnote, you know? Because that's what it felt <laughs> like. Um, it felt like someone no one's ever heard of died, and uh, we should feel sad. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um... I do like Mordru. Mordru's a cool character. He's got a cool design. He seems powerful. He's bitter. Um, he's just... Yeah, he's there's uh, some cool stuff later on where he actually uh, kind of gains control of the universe, which oh. is pretty cool. I bet you he's That's not a, in the five years later. I bet you he's not a good guy. Uh, no, not the best. <laughs> he's not the best guy to have in control of the universe, it turns out. Um, <laughs> then we have Mordru seeing into the future... The magics I've eaten from that female legionnaire have shared with me dream girls' visions of the future. If Superboy Prime does not burn down Superman's fortress of solitude to the ground now, victory is theirs. So something is happening under the ice. Something has taken a thousand years to transcend. That's cool. Um, yeah. And yeah. You skipped a key thing here. Oh. Well, first off, another legionnaire death, Element Lad from the three boot. That's sad. Quick mem memorial for them. I felt bad about but that because the Krypton, the, the, the piece of kryptonite goes through him. Yeah, exactly, and we see that he was able to create kryptonite that hurt Superboy Prime, who had never come across kryptonite that could actually hurt him. Right, so, uh, so there's something Lad, weird going on here. Element Lad, who I only know from Legion Lost, he can turn like my phone into a rock or something, can't he? Is that his power? He can. Uh, yeah. So he turned a whole shitload of stuff into kryptonite, which actually is affecting Superboy Prime. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see. I see, and that's because he came from the same universe, isn't it? Yeah, that's what they kind of end up uh, revealing. And it was kind of hinted before because both of them always were able to read, like, the same comics that we would read as readers. Um, and, you know, they always had, uh, in the three-boot stuff, they always had, like, comic books laying around. And, gotcha. You know, gotcha. Yeah. And I saw a good, good scene here where... Um, What's his name? Cosmic, the bad cosmic guy. Cosmic King or something. Yeah. Um, he changes the kryptonite into yellow sunlight for, to, to yeah. recharge um, Superboy. Which is an interesting thing, is that Cosmic King, you would think he'd be similar to Cosmic Boy mm. in powers, but he's not. He's similar to Element Lad. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a bit of a, <laughs> yeah. a bit of a naming trick almost. Like you sort of name yourself falsely, so they're playing one set of cards, and you're playing with a whole different you know pack. A uh, good point. Yeah, bit of bit of bit of uh, bit of strategy there. Um, then we're going to the Force of Solitude, which I always enjoy. Uh, mm -hmm. It's the three Brainiacs, um, and then who turns up from the 20th century? Dawnstar, Polar Boy, and Wildfire. Did they retrieve it? Yes, a fresh strand of Lex Luthor's hair. 
and they're going to use that to rebirth someone in kind of the kryptonite birth matrix or whatever. Um, <laughs> yep, um, the same kind of thing that Superman was in when he died, I believe. The thing, yeah, the healing yeah. thing that brought him back. Very nice work by Jeff Johns there to use these kind of things together, I think, you know. Um, yeah, and it was cool uh, how Starboy tied in with, you know, mm. in the 20th century. Mm. Well, he dug him up, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. He uh, And he's been in there for a thousand years, I guess. He left, like, a post-it right, so for Superman, like, so don't Star- open the fridge. So Starman dug him up and put him in the Matrix. Yeah. Oh, right. They say that it took a thousand years, and then all they needed was, like, the little bit of sample of Lex Luthor to complete the process. That's right, because Lex Luthor was a... Lex Luthor and Superman DNA formed um, uh, Connor, yeah? Yeah, which was at Jeff Johns retcon again. Yes, uh, in Teen Titans. So it was cool. I remember reading mm-hmm. it. Um, yep, it was a good one. It was a very good one. Um, and sort of Polar getting... Boy goes out to stall Superboy, which I thought was cool once again, you know. Yeah. Um, putting himself in harm's way for... He gets absolutely hammered, though, doesn't he? He's just no match for Superboy. Yeah, and he doesn't want to go out without the ring, so his... Uh, ice hand gets shattered and he's trying to grow it back yeah. to have the ring on, which was cool. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, Superboy's got a lot of power. It's too bad he's such a punk. I do like that he uses his heat vision to fry the guy's hand off. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And we're yeah. doing the old countdown, the old, the, that old motif. You have 40 seconds until genetic breakdown. Run, awaiting crystal selection. Like, you go put the right crystal in and there's a whole lot of Toing and froing about who's right, who's wrong. Dawnstar and Wildfire, by the way, have been having relationship issues that date back to the previous uh, Jeff Johns volume. And um, and then, you know, I sort of like that Dawnstar eventually says, um, you know, we've, we've got to trust in you, basically, doesn't she? she? It's okay, Drake, pick the path. I'll be, right, I'll be right alongside of you. And he's like, that's all I ever wanted. It's like true love wins in the end. And he makes a selection, and out of that comes Connor Kent. Call me Superboy. And um, yep. yeah, that's actually a pretty cool scene. And he comes out with the jeans as well, you know, and the classic yeah. the jeans and the and the, the. It would have been funny if he came out with the with the goggles, you know, from the original. <laughs> oh yeah, the sunglasses. Yeah, the sunglasses and sort of like the jacket and all that, but. I know that this was more popular uh, in later years. Um, I was yeah, never... I prefer it. They brought the jacket back. I now, like the jacket. Yeah. I like the jacket. If you just added the jacket to what he's wearing here, that'd be my preference. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the black T-shirt and stuff. I liked it in Titans, actually. Have you seen, have you seen Titans? Um, yeah, I never liked his hair back in the day. Okay. But I mean in Titans, the TV show. Have you seen that? Oh, um. No, I haven't. I know he looks like this, though, right? Yeah, yeah, you should check out just the Superboy episodes. They're actually quite interesting. Um, I heard he was really good in it. Yeah, he's good. He's the best part. Um, yeah. Okay, so moving along, uh, they're fighting the Time Trapper. Um, meanwhile, the fight rages on uh, with all the different... I like the two different wildfires fighting. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Superman's going up against Time Trapper. What do you even have against us? And then, oh, my Lord... He, they take off the costume, and you see a pretty cool panel where the Superboy in the past, Superboy Prime in the past, and Superboy Prime in the future with a beard, but the same scar. The Time Trapper is 
Superboy Prime. Which Ta-da. you, while reading this, it seemed like you were really liking the Time Trapper, and then when you saw that, you weren't a huge fan of that. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't, but that's because I'm not a huge Superboy Prime fan, and I'm like, really? Superboy Prime's now the end fucking bad guy of the Legion? Like, really? I just find Superboy Prime a bit like... But then something happens in this, which is one of my favourite things that I've read in sort of the last ten years of comics, because I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, I liked it too. I love it. I And I'll, I'll spoil it, because we're doing a full spoiler review anyway. So it's revealed, but then it's revealed later in the issue that Brainiac theorises that the Time Trapper is always in opposition to the Legion, sort of diverging futures, and the Time Trapper's identity probably changes as well in comparison to whatever crises their enemies they're facing in their present time. And I was like, A, that's a really neat creative solution that doesn't tie you and marry you forever to being Superboy Prime, but you still keep the Time Trapper. Um, I, yeah, I, agree you know, I, I just think it was a really cool narrative choice which lets you off the hook and still lets you enjoy this story because otherwise they've got to bring in another bad guy. You know, for that reveal to be anything, it's got to then be Darkseid or someone. You know, it's got to be someone else which is more story space. But if you, you know, you, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I think it was really well done and it's cool. You know, I'm not a huge fan of him being the time trapper either. Um, but we've had other like revelations of yes. who the time trapper was before, and I liked those probably Any, a little bit anyone better. Anyone famous? Anyone like noteworthy, or are they all just really obscure? Do you want me to spoil? Go for it. I don't care. Well, in the the original continuity, the time trapper ends up being uh, Cosmic Boy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. I'm not sure if he was supposed to be Cosmic Boy the entire time or if it's something kind of like this where it's yeah. like they acknowledge that he can change. Okay. All right. Um, oh, well, that's interesting. We'll, we'll definitely do those storylines at some point. That's interesting. I wouldn't have picked that in a million years. Um, yeah. But I, I guess it always has to be someone that's sort of like close to the team. Um, yeah, so let's, yeah, exactly. let's cover uh, th- this last issue kind of briefly and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Um, you want to take a short, Adam? Yeah, so uh, we see all the Legionnaires and Superman, and the background there is uh, like different notable super- or Legion covers. So we see one that's like the death of Triplicate Girl there mm. uh, in the top, and then the bottom one is the five years later, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they're fighting the Time Trapper. He's kind of explaining uh, what he's trying to do. He's mm. going to kill Superboy by kind of ruining the legacy of Superman. Mm. Um, and we have a bunch of Legionnaires that are fighting Superboy Prime. Uh, yeah, it's mostly just a lot of fighting. Uh, we also have Mordru fighting alongside the Legion of Supervillains, uh, but the White Witch... Mm. Oh. I love this bit. Yeah. Yeah, the White Witch saw that uh, when Mordru killed Kinetics, who was a reboot character who was magical, he got all of her magic and all the magic from the reboot world. Mm. Um, And so she kind of like absorbs him and she becomes the Black Witch. It's a really cool fucking scene, actually, when that happens, because you realize the stakes for her, the sacrifice that took to absorb all his power and all his evil and everything. Yeah, exactly, and, you know, Block is pretty upset because, you know, he feels like she's kind of lost herself 
Yeah. But hey, she did it for the greater good. But then she sort of becomes at the end, of, sort of right on the, you know, she's so dark. She's so on the, she's the black witch and she's right on that precipice of good or evil, really. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, um, and the I've got to mention cool. for you, the end of time, there's a mention of Legion, the Legion that you recommended to me that's set in the 20th century and it's L-E-G-I-O-N. Did someone actually say L-E-G-I-O-N? Because that's what they would have to say to make any sense. You mean, like, what did people call the book? No, I mean, in this, when they're going on about, like, um, the end of time, and you, you see Legion, Supergirl, Ultra Boy in a dragon uniform, Colossal Boys. When they said Legion, and they've got the dots, did someone actually say L-E-G-I-O-N? Oh, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Just because that is them, is it? Is that them from the, the 20th century version or whatever? So the Legion was kind of meant to be like a 20th century version of the Legion of Superheroes in a way. Mm. It was more like a police force. And a lot of the members of L-E-G-I-O-N were like descendants or I guess they'd be ancestors, ancestors of yeah. Legion of Superheroes members. Right. But is that them in but, that yeah. panel? Do you recognize them? I, I guess I'm not sure what page you're talking about. The first page. Uh, it's in my trade. It's page 147, and it's 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 a page just after Block says she's you're turning the tide, Missa, but at what cost? And there's a picture of the Black Witch surrounded by the red. It's the next page where it says Nah, end of time, and then you just see this one panel that says Legion L E G I O N, then Supergirl. It's kind of like um. How can I describe it? Like a, I don't know. It's 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 the page after. It's literally the page after Block says that comment about your turning the tide. Oh. Up at what cost? Yeah. So yeah, the, those are uh, the one is called Phase, and she's actually like. Uh, they reveal later that Phantom Girl was actually also mm. a triplicate, like triplicate oh, girl. Really. So she's half from the planet Begitzel, which is like a phantom planet, and then she's half from the planet, um, uh, I forget what planet is, Triplicate Girl's planet, but anyway. Um, So that's one of Phantom Girl's bodies, and then, yeah, that's another member of the L-E-G-I-O-N. We're approaching one of the most controversial scenes in the entire book for me. Um, But anyway, so the time trap is unconscious, but for how long? He's already well, first, away. I guess we should yeah. say that the the founders there, they're able to call on different legion of superheroes from, like, across the different worlds in time and space. So we see ones that are dead yeah. uh, or ones from, like, the five years later stuff. So that was kind of cool. How are they but, doing yeah. that? Uh, let's see. <laughs> We're turning you into a giant magnet tripper. Oh, I don't know. right. <laughs> They say he's turning them into a giant magnet. Right. Okay. And then they can just call up whoever they want. So it's kind of a chance for some people to have a moment to shine who weren't in it much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they said they sent out a distress signal. But yeah, before where we had only the founders, or before we only had the the retro boot, the reboot, and the three boot, here we have characters like um, in the top left, you'll see Power Boy. He was just like a. An Academy member, the Legion Academy member. Right. Uh, the five years later stuff, which wasn't included at all before. You'll see the founders there from their first appearance. Um, 
that's Laurel Kent. She was supposed to be a descendant of Superman. Uh, you see Cosmic Boy in his costume that you were complaining about earlier. Well, what page is this, man? I'm, I'm just trying to work out what page. Oh, uh, there's a at. big double page spread. So in mine, it's number 143. So is this before? Is this before that scene I talked about Legion? Is it before that? Yeah, it's it's a few pages before that. Oh, oh right, sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's the one where. Got you. That's yeah, my what bad. They say. We skipped over it because it was cutting oh, into that, different scenes a lot. Sorry, this is the one that I want to talk about. Yeah, it's 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 got like everyone. They say four legionnaires. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Now I've got something to say about this page. Great fucking page, and and I'm I'm sorry we skipped over. It. I thought it was still to come. Um. Yes. You see lots of things. I see crypto. We saw streaky yep. as well, and I believe super monkey as well. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. There's Super Monkey. Um, there's uh, Crypto. There's Streaky. Okay. Uh, no horse. No comet. Um, yeah. And I made the comment. He's in a, a bit later, I think. Okay. I made the comment to you where this would have been the perfect opportunity, considering Supergirl with the headbands there, to have Superboy in just a panel. And I made the comment to you that Streaky could show up. If Streaky can show up, Superboy can show up. You know? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think that's kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Real quick, just to get some of my street cred back, yeah. I do know Triplicate Girl is from the planet Karg. So, okay, okay move on. But your, anyway, your yeah, I agree cred, with you. Your street cred is secure. Um, where's Cosmic Boy in the costume I don't like? Where? Uh, right behind the Cosmic Boy, uh, the normal Cosmic Boy to the right of him. Where's the normal Cosmic Boy? In the direct middle of the page is... Our normal cosmic boy that's been in the whole, you know. Oh yeah, sorry, I see him. Yeah, it's a really bad costume. So the the person who says for legionnaires to the right of him, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who is that actually? In sort of to the left of that, in a Superboy sort of shawl. So that is Laurel Kent. She was supposed to be a 30th century descendant of Superman. Um, She always wore like just that, pretty much. Really. Even though underneath she was wearing like, uh, you know, like underwear or something, but a, big a lot of times she kind of looked like she was naked, except for that. Okay, righty. Good to see crypto. Like Good to see crypto still going. Yeah, crypto. Yep. And that's yeah, a lot of these characters I think you'll become more familiar with, and you know, you'd probably appreciate this page more. I lo- um, yeah, I love this having... page. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, who's the sort of black guy in the white down bottom right, just to the right of? Um... Uh, that that is Tyrock. You'll get to him soon. Okay. He's like the first, uh, the first Black Legionnaire, um, but okay. he didn't really stick around very much. He's right. pretty disco. Who's the green woman above, to, to the top above him? Sort of. Ah, uh, so that's monstrous. Before they made her orange. Oh, right. Okay. Who I can't stand. Okay. I was going to say exactly. she looked very similar to monstrous. Who is um, top left? In a sort of pretty cool costume, blonde with sort of a red and white costume, with a full face covering. Oh, so this is the one I was telling you about the other day. Um, remember when I posted a, a who's who page and I said which Legionnaire appears twice? Yes. This is Censor Girl. Censor. The cool thing about her is there is this story uh, when she was introduced mm. and nobody knew who she was. But mm-hmm. we knew that she was some other Legion character. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, it's it's a great page. I love this page. I think it's um, yeah, it's it's beautiful, really. And um, honestly, 
yeah, it's just cool. I love it. Uh, the only thing that would have made it better is to have had Superboy just just in one, just flying up in a top panel. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep, like, I get it. Like, I do it. get it. Yeah, you get it. You, you, you're hearing me, man. You know what I'm putting out. Um, I do. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Dear Jeff, you know? Dear Jeff, yeah. you, you had Streaky and Crypto, so there's two ticks. You didn't have Superboy. <laughs> you just lost another half point, Jeff. You know? Yeah, did he appear earlier in the museum at all, I wonder? But, you know, that doesn't really count. Didn't see him. It doesn't count. Um, You know, yeah, I don't want to get started on it because, you know, you know how I feel. And the fact that Jeff Johns brought him back into continuity makes me think it's probably not Jeff Johns making the call not to have him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, possibly. I do know there's some rights issues with Superboy around this time. Hey, well, here's a fucking clue. DC, pay the creator correctly, you know? How about that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, pay the estate. Um, don't fuck them. Yeah. Anyway, don't get me started on that topic. <laughs> um, okay, so then we get to a point here where uh, what's happening here? Oh, that's right. The time trapper turns up against Superboy Prime, and there's a cool scene where they mark Superboy Prime's chest, and they realise that he was lying, and he didn't really know all the future and he controlled everything. Like the people in the present could still affect the future. I like that um, moment. Yeah, I did too. And then they, like, come to blows and they both kind of get wiped out of existence. Yeah, it's the old classic. They can't touch each other. Now, you skipped the page that had Comet on it. We do have Comet. Where? Where? Uh, Back one page before they meet. Oh, yes, she's behind. Comet's behind, um, who is that? That's a dream girl or lightning lad. But it's obviously not Dream Girl, the original Dream Girl, is it? Because it's it's what it's the reboot Dream Girl, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, but anyway, but the good part is Comet's there. Thanks for pointing that you out, are... man. I'm ve- I'm a lot happier now that I know that Comet made an appearance. I've got to check. <laughs> yeah. I've got to track down this Super Pets issue. I'm feeling it, man. Yeah, I'll send you the uh, the issue once I figure out what it was. Thanks, man. Um, oh, another thing you skipped was mm. Triplicate Girl. Mm. She says. Uh, Lightning Lad, or Lightning Last calls for her. She says, Duo Damsel? She says, Well, I was until my second, and some would have said final triplicate died back in the 21st century. Oh. So now she is duplicate damsel. And she can do like more than just three bodies. Yeah, she can kind of spawn off stacks of them, can't she? Yeah, she says, I don't know how I, I ever got anything done with only three of me. <laughs> I love Triplicate Girl. She's one of my favorites. She's great. Yeah, yeah. she's great. She's cool. Um, it's kind of funny that really. The wrap up, they just beat them by touching each other, by punching each other. You know? Yeah, I found that uh, this time through that it was kind of like a little bit of a letdown. But yeah, but I felt like it was such a dense book that when that happened, and it's kind of funny how he goes to just drawing. Yeah, I thought that was cool. You know, throwing cool. it back to the whole. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Lightning Lads, like the time trapper went bye bye. Superboy Prime has always been his own worst enemy. He self-destructed, literally. That's what I meant. It's like, it just felt like Jeff Johns is like, okay, enough with this story now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably had other deadlines to get to. Yeah, he's like, well, I've taken more time out of my schedule than I probably should have for this Legion fucking spin-off comic. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, but it's good stuff. Like, uh, oh, you see Cosmic Boy actually gets a scene in the costume where he's like, copy that lightning last, we'll be there for cleanup. And he's he's in the, the sort of mankini. Um, well, I think that's just his costume was destroyed, but yeah, it does kind of resemble the... Oh, so that's the regular stuff. Cosmic Boy. 
Yeah, his... yeah, it's just that his oh, costume got shredded. Because I was getting confused. I was like, isn't he the original? Like, why would he, yeah, be in two places at once? But okay, right. Yeah, um, exactly. And then someone's like, we didn't just break the Legion code, did we? Thanks, Saturn Girl, for fucking, like, little Miss fucking rules has to pop her head up, doesn't she? <laughs> I'm like, telling you, man. It, she's, uh, she's got that reputation. She's a stickler, but it's like, well, look at what the guy was trying to do. You know, like, like literally, like, wipe out the whole universe. Like, anyway, I oh, love this. Yeah. There's a story that I will get to that I think that you'll like, um, where the Legion actually try to take revenge mm. on the Time Trapper. And at cool. that time, they're not as concerned about whether or not he'll get killed or whatever. Dude, we could do that story as soon as you want to do it. That sounds cool. You know? Yeah, there's probably, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down for whatever, but that sounds like a cool story. Um, yeah, I love that thing about. Um, so Brainy says, "This is why the time trapper, the future is always open. Lightning Lab, nothing is ever set in stone, which is why I assume the time trapper was never able to prevent our plans from coming to fruition." Yeah, he was unable to distinguish them from the swarm of potential futures at his disposal. Like, yeah, he was looking into futures where he won, but he was ignoring futures where he lost. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, becoming the time trapper, including Superboy Prime's ultimate destiny, becoming the time trapper was just one possibility. So yeah, when he hit himself, it was like hitting a giant com- cosmic reset button. Yeah, a very convenient one as well. But <laughs> then I really liked this final scene. I want to talk to you about it. He goes back to Earth Prime, and he comes in, and everyone's like screaming and stuff in terror at him, and then it's his parents looking at the copies of the comic and they know everything that's happened yeah it was cool he says tell me this isn't you hmm. that's interesting and then in the next scene with them they're scared of him though because he's down there on the internet and he's like bossing them around that everything they do is um sort of fictional it's kind of weird yeah. but it's cool it is weird it, it, it's weird yeah. but but I'm, i don't know if i'd be so scared of him then you know yeah, it's true. Uh, it doesn't seem like he has powers or anything. He's just um, this bitchy little kid in a fucking basement. But I guess that's the commentary, you know? Yeah, there's another story with Superboy, uh, Superboy Prime after this where all of his victims come back as Black Lanterns and try to take revenge on him. Cool. And I think there we get the implication that he actually kills that, that girlfriend of his. Yeah, she's not long for this world, I don't think. Yeah, yeah she's she's picked a bad one there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, we also see uh, in between that we see the Legion is rebuilding and they have yeah. memorials for all the victims. Um, there's kind of a tease of a third Karate uh, karate Kid. Mm. Nothing ever comes of that. Um, they end up bringing back the original Karate Kid. So yeah. Good. I like um, that Polar Boy is saying it feels good to be... Oh, some boy is saying it feels good to be in the light again and to feel the fire burning. And, like, they have a bit of a moment, don't they, those two? Shake hands. Yeah, they're kind of bros. Um, We also see that the Green Lantern rings are going out again. Yes. um, And that there's one scanning Space Sector 2814. And when we find out later that that Earthman gets the Green Lantern ring, and then after that, Mm. Mon-El gets the Green Lantern ring. Does he really? Yeah. In this comic? Uh, it's in the Levitt stuff, yeah, right before the new 52. All oh, right, so it's not in this issue, but it, he does get it. Uh, Why does yeah. Mon-El need it? He's got the powers of Superman already. Yeah, exactly. Fucking hell, like, you know, like, he's not powerful. Like, he's got the powers of Superman. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a great story, to be honest. 
You're, cool you're kind of down on Monel, aren't you? Because I said to you that sounded cool when Monel was Superman for a while, and you were like, it wasn't that great. No, I do. It's just uh, a lot time. of that stuff. The retro boot, which with John did, uh, or that John's wrote, I thought was really good. But a lot of the other creators that they brought in to do stuff, yeah. Um, you know, they had James Robinson do the Justice Rucka? League and Superman Rucka? at the time. Rucka, yeah, Rucka didn't really deal with the Legion that much though. But um, you know. I like Robinson a lot, but I don't think he was at the height of his career at the time. No. Um, and then, you know, Levitz wasn't the best of his career. But there's some really awesome Monel stuff I can point you to. You you were yes. thinking that I was down on Monel? Is that what you said? I was. Uh, were you? I was kind of like, I think he seems cool. Oh, no, I really like him. Um, one of my favorite all-time uh, issues is, like, pretty much a highlight only on Monel. Cool. Yeah, well, dude, oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, definitely. I trust you, man. I, I know you know where the good stuff is. And there yeah. seems to be plenty of it as well. Like, that's the thing. There seems to be plenty of gold. There is, but, you know, we've also hit, uh, you know, you and I have reviewed the Great Darkness Saga, mm. uh, Legion Lost, and then mm. now Legion of Five Worlds, or Legion of Three Worlds, yeah. which are kind of like the biggest storylines to do. <laughs> so after this, you know, well, we'll have to scale it back. We'll, we'll scale back. We'll scale back, man. Like, we... You know, I like the nuts and bolts of the Legion. You know what I mean? Like, I'm reading this Bronze yeah. Age stuff, and I'm loving it. So I, I, I don't mind just a regular Legion day. You know, like, it doesn't need to be the best story ever of a Legion kind of thing, you know? Well, you know, we already did all the best ones, so, you know, it's all downhill. <laughs> well, you, you're the one who says that after Great Darkness Saga, Levitz's run gets even better. I do say that, actually, yeah. That was a suggestion I had for future episodes to do yeah. the next volume of that, The Curse. Yeah, for sure. Um, well... I, you know, it's kind of wrapped up. Everyone's going back to their paths. I love they've got the Cosmic Treadmill set up and people are... Uh, what happens to the Legion Limbo? They, they say they're going to go and investigate the multiverse or something. Yeah, they kind of take on the name The Wanderers, which is like a classic Legion. They're, in the Legion, there's another superhero team called The Wanderers oh. um, who are kind of lame. But I yeah, like that he says. Well, I guess you can call us the New Wanderers, and I think it's Timberwolf says I didn't know there were old ones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which, yeah. Um, and where was do the other nice for the fans, go? but didn't really make a lot of sense. Where do the Mark Wade ones go? They just go back to their Earth. Okay. Yeah. And we see them again uh, in that Superboy Prime story. They're like keeping an eye on him. Is that the Earth? Yeah, that's, that's Superboy Prime's Earth. Yeah. Reality. Yeah, exactly. You call it. And that's also where um, one of the Flashes turned up. Is that right? Or fled to or something. Mm, the, the, the Flash's cousin. Think so. Flash's cousin. The girl. No, she. Of. Her family fled to the reboot Earth, which no longer exists ah, anymore. The I Wanderers gotcha. Earth. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So she actually, along with Gates, stick around and go back to the regular Earth. Yes. And become members of the the Retroboot Legion. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that makes. Which sense. was pretty cool. The Retroboot Legion uh, is. Um, who? Like uh, that's like the original Legion, I guess. Oh, the, the original team. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, okay, that's how I think of them. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, well, that makes sense. So Gates g- joins with the original Legion with Saturn Girl and Cosmic Boy in the classics. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I like Gates. And actually, I remember. Yeah. I see. I've read all these issues, but they just didn't make a huge impression on me, other than remembering the names of characters and stuff. Um, yeah. And it's almost twenty years ago, so that I've since I've read them. Um, 
But yeah, man, I've got to say, um, and then the final scene is like Superboy Prime just bitching out his parents and they're fucking making him grilled cheese and all this. It's and he's literally in the basement, so it really is a criticism of like internet yeah. nerds, isn't it? And, and then he um, goes on to the DC forums, which yeah. they didn't. Yeah, they've discontinued, That's but it used to funny. be a big place. What do you think of that comment where they say, they'll never get rid of me, I always survive? He's talking about the Wednesday Warrior and the Keyboard Warrior, I guess, which is ironically the lifeblood of DC as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you know. uh, biting the hand that feeds you, I guess. Was there much criticism at the time of that choice? Uh, there's some people that just don't like that kind of thing, you know, and kind of cry a joke about kind of it. Thing, you know? What's that? It's also a bit of a wink and a nod. You know what I mean? Like... It's not. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, if you're offended by it, then that pretty much means that you're kind of like a whiny fan. You're a whiny <laughs> bitch like Superboy Prime. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm not offended by it because I don't, oh, no, no, you I'm know, see myself in that, but whatever. Dude, I, I'm far from fucking offended. I, I just think it, it's a yeah. little bit daring is, is what I'm trying to say. I No, yeah, I didn't mean that. I just meant that you do see people, there is some, like, outrage about the character because sure. of that. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we're going to give scores. Um, oh, gee. I gave a score for the Lightning Lad Death of, didn't I? I gave like a nine, I think. Yeah, um, I give it an eight. Oh, gee, you give it an eight. It's, it's, it's going to be this, this. I really enjoyed this. And it really stood up to a pretty deep deconstruction just then, I felt. Um, for sure. Gee, I, I'm going to have to give it 9.5, you know? Wow. I loved it. I loved it. Like, I read it uh, over the weekend. I'd never read it before. I was genuinely excited. I'm so glad I read Lightning Saga and um, uh, the other one, Superman and the Legion, before it. Because Oh, yeah. How would you score those as a, a compared to this? Oh, very highly. Um, yeah, very highly. Like 8.5s and 9s, you know. Um, pretty good. I, I just felt this is a 9.5 in the sense I felt like I paid that off and also brought up a lot of history, and I'm so glad that I've been reading Legion like crazy because I did get a lot of references, you know, um, and broad brushstrokes. I'm giving it 9.5 out of 10. I thought it was almost perfect. I'm deducting a half a point because of no Superboy, you know? That's fair. Um, but as a as art, fantastic. George Perez and the other artists, the Inca, really must have... They really, I think, put their heart and soul into it. I think Jeff Johns... Really did a good job. It held up. I'm proud to have the hardcovers in my collection, and I'm so glad that I've, I've read them like 10 years after I bought them. And <laughs> it's, yeah, it re- I found it really enjoyable. What about you? Well, yeah, I mean, I think we're off to a great start. Uh, I think you gave the last one a 9 or a 9.5. Mm. Legion Lost? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. And I'd I, say this was better uh, than I Legion Lost. A 10. For this one, I think I'm going to give it a just a 9, but nine. still really good, obviously. Yeah. And, and for the Jeff Johns fans out there, and I've read all that Superman recently, uh, it felt like this was really Jeff Johns batting at the top of his game in a kind of a more obscure, and I don't mean that as a criticism, because Legion fans are very passionate, but to mm-hmm. a lot of people, it's more of a niche part of DC is what I'm trying to say. And yeah. as opposed to, say, his Green Lantern, which felt a bit more mainstream, I loved it. Like, I loved it, and it reminded me of Jeff Johns when he's batting at the top of his game, you know? And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I like I said before, I'd rate it higher as a like a 
uh, Jeff, if this were a Jeff Johns podcast, I'd yeah. probably say, yeah, 9.5. Sure. Because it is really good at paying off a lot of his stuff, and I do really love his stuff. Mm. But looking at it as a Legion fan, I'm like, sure. maybe a couple points off for the fact that mm. um, there's so much time spent on other stuff, which I still really enjoyed. Uh, as a Legionnaire, you should say. Exactly. Should As a legionnaire, a we're starting a we're, we're starting legionaires. a trend. I'm definitely a legionnaire. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm young. I'm a rookie. You know what I mean? Um, hey, where's your flight ring? I'm, so, I'm yeah. gonna have to get it, man. Like I'm gonna have to put that bad boy on. I don't want to die without it, like Polar Boy. You know? <laughs> How about Element Lad, who just gets hammered by a piece of kryptonite? That was pretty brutal. Yeah, not his best hour. Just hammered. I just found straight that through the version stomach. kind of annoying. Yeah. Well. He just straight through the stomach, through the spine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, I mean, thank you, Adam, um, and thank you, listeners. Uh, look, Signal of Doom is the podcast network that this is all part of. Um, we have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. Uh, greatly would appreciate any of you guys, if you're interested, guys or girls who are interested, supporting the show. It all goes towards hosting fees, let me tell you, and basically equipment for the show, microphones, etc. Um, we really appreciate anyone who can give anything, but thank you so much for your time on this. This will, we're going to bank a few of these episodes, which are on the which are on the signal feed. And after we hit four, they're going to be in their own feed, Legion Outpost on, um, you know, podcast apps. But right now it's all inside the signal of doom feed. And if you haven't checked out the regular signal of doom, you definitely should. It's a weekly podcast. Adam has been on before. I have a couple of co-hosts, Richard and Tash, um, and I mean, and we have a lot of guests on and stuff and we, we take it all the way, don't we, Adam? Yep. All the way, all we'll the way and back all again, way. all the way back again. All right. Thank you so much. And good night. Great work, Adam. Mm-hmm.